when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It's Monday, April 20th. Happy 420. You are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 308. I'm your host, Austin Walker. I'm joined by Rob Zachney. I'm just trying to look up whether or not Keenan Thompson was the one who cussed out Jimmy Fallon for fucking up his sketches. Oh, somebody on somebody on OG SNL was like, that. don't do that shit to me. And I think it was I think it was Thompson. I hope it is. Shout out to Keenan Thompson. All star player. Oh, the greatest of all time. Like I love Keenan Thompson. Uh what a what a career. Um Gita <laughs> Jackson here with us, obviously. Hi, I'm also here. I'm Gita. Uh, uh I was not looking up anything related to Keenan Thompson at the time that that's that was fine. happening taking place. That was not required. Um, oh, okay, especially good. given, I'm so glad. yeah, that was not a. We didn't need that. Was not your like ticket of admission. One Keenan Thompson <laughs> fact, please. Uh, and Ricardo Contreras, what's up? What's up? A happy gamer Christmas. Is that a four twenty joke? What's I think happening? So. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think okay. So. I was like, oh, is this anything? This is this is so. I thought the gamer number right. That's that's what that is. Yeah, the Gamer Christmas. Yeah, totally. I well, I always thought of Gamer Christmas as being Christmas, but yeah, no, this no, is actually when we appoint a new Gamer Pope. Right there, we go. <laughs> yes, right. White smoke, oh, smoke. black smoke. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> who is the uh, Who is the Gamer Pope for 2020? Is it a yearly thing? Is that what it is? <laughs> you get to be a pope for yeah. a year. <laughs> yeah. This is the Gamer same. I mean, that would solve a lot of the problems fans, with man. the papacy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Is this the same as uh, as the influencer of the year? Or is it a different subcategory of game? Oh no! Ooh, oh no! Isn't the the trending gamer <laughs> award does have a pope like history <laughs> of like? Well, we got that one wrong. Yeah, it's another uh-uh. Borgia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm googling gamer pope, and I shouldn't have googled gamer pope. You yeah, have done wait, that. there's well, only the one thing that's going to come out, right? Like. Well, there's a couple of images here. Let's see. Really? Here's here's one. Here's one. Here is uh, the Pope I lifting assumed. up a Minecraft diamond. Oh, I appreciate wow. that one. He's blessing it, obviously. Uh, here, here's one. Why does this image exist? The, here's one with the Pope uh, wielding a cross made of Wiimotes with a T-shirt on underneath his vestments, saying "Gamers don't die; they respawn." Uh, that one's that one's good. Um, Here's uh, one uh, with the Pope carrying a, a copy of Call why? of Duty Modern Warfare for the Xbox. Why are there so many of these? Oh, the Wii. The Wii. This is a this is a recur. I don't know. Listen, here's one that says of this Pope. Here's one that says Sans Undertale visits the Pope. <laughs> oh my god! It's oh a fucking so game a theory. News link. Gamers shouldn't have any rights. 
What what's the news like? Oh, Pope Simulator. <laughs> Two days ago. Andy really? Chalk, what are you what are you serving up for us today? Andy. <laughs> oh man, put put on that habit. Is it called a habit? I think it's called a habit. Vestments? It's not called a Vestments? habit. Vestments. 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 I don't know what the hat is called though. What's the papal hat? Oh, that's uh, the um I wrote lighter. papal cat. I typed in papal cat. <laughs> Oh, please tell me there was something there. Uh, I didn't hit enter. I'll go back. Papal Cat. The Pope's Cat is a book available on the internet. uh, Written. I'm not going to co-sign it, but oh, here we go. Now we're talking about the good shit. I mean, this is this is the previous pope who I didn't have any fondness for. Not that I'm like standing the current pope, but there's a cat. There you go. There's a cat on the lap of a pope. Here's a cat on a pope desk. We uh, really went off the rails immediately. Was that no, this is this is good. No, these are all real. This is all. Don't worry about it. Don't worry this about it. Here's a, they're all real, Kato. Here's a. <laughs> this was also real. That's a. That's a cat this wearing a slipper like it's like it's a pope's hat. And the pope's hat, by the <laughs> way, is traditionally called pictures into the fucking pope's vicinity. Yeah, what's because up? Cats wouldn't get close to him or something. What is happening? I don't know. What are you talking? What? Yeah, it's Austin. fine. What's up? Are you all right, man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm looking at these animal <laughs> pictures. They're all dressed like the Pope. It's wild. That sounds crazy, dude. The that small really one, the small hat is called a, uh, a zucchetto or a zucchetto, maybe. I think it's I think it's a hard K sound. It's two C's and then an H. That to me reads like a zucchetto, uh, which it's is a little skull cap. Like a zucchini, yeah, and then the bigger one is uh, is a, a, a a miter. That's the classic tall, mm. big crown situation, which I think you said, Rob, and I cut you off. No. I apologize. You knew your miters. You knew your miters from your meters, as they say. They do um, say that. Yeah, they're literally the same. Hey, Gita, why tool? are you? What's up? Why are you not at the computer you're normally at? You seem to be in a bed. <laughs> yeah, man. At my desk currently is a computer that. Don't fucking work. <laughs> it's busted. What? So, so is, this, is this what happened last time? Is that what happened? Is this is a, a fucking saga. I, okay. So a while ago, my monitor just started flickering in and out, and I assumed it was a weird connection with the HDMI port because that's usually what happens, you know? Right. It's usually cables. And yeah. I just jiggled it, and it stopped doing it for several months. <laughs> for several months, it yeah, stopped no. doing it. Yeah, yeah. You know? okay. And then, like... As soon as I was required to start podcasting from home, my computer started like exploding every time I turned the uh, <sighs> the camera on, and it would it would be okay for a while, but then it would just crash, just like hard crash, hard boot. Just I had no idea what was going wrong. I assumed it was the camera because it was related every single time. I use the camera specifically with Discord. It would just be like, sorry, like I'm done. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm peace um and then uh this really made kato's job a lot harder and i'm really sorry about that (laughs) (laughs) but uh you know i didn't assume it was anything worse than something wrong with the drivers for my camera or the hdmi port for my monitor it was like man it sucks that i'm having two different unrelated problems at the same time (laughs) and then i was playing games on friday and like the sims every time i played the sims after like an hour or so it would just crash and i was like mm-hmm. okay weird maybe i'll try a different game and then i was playing civ and then it started crashing while i was playing civ and after a while i was like 
maybe I'll just not touch it until tomorrow. And then the next day, it just stopped turning on. And you know what it is? It's the God. fucking GPU. <sighs> Which is a bigger component. Yeah, it costs like mad money. It does cost like mad money. You're uh, not wrong. I'm, I got Trump bucks, so it's not like I'm going to have difficulty <laughs> replacing my Can GPU. we not call them Trump bucks? Yeah, Can we <laughs> find a better solution? Can we call them like... Not enough bucks. Can we call them? I would anything? gladly call it not enough bucks because I need more money now. <laughs> yeah, please. Can we call not them payment bucks. number one? Where's the rest? Did you get your COVID pittance? There we go. Thank you. Yes. Yes. My COVID pittance. Like amazing. God. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that we have a solution for now to keep you on the podcast. I hope. I hope your GPU situation yeah. is addressed. Solution this is, is a bad time for it. Give full props to Jason Kobler, Kebler, Kebler. <laughs> you have no idea how to say your last name. Still not. Or, I, yeah. You are my boss and I'm sorry, but uh, you biked to the office and got my work laptop from the office for me. It was amazing. It was also amazing to see someone that I'm not, a roommate of and he's not right. my boyfriend. That was really cool. <laughs> a human, Other human people. contact. It's out there. Yeah. It's real. It took me a second True. to like remember what to do when you see another person. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was like reaching out for the laptop and you're saying hello to me. And I was like, oh, yes, I have to also say hello. Right. <laughs> we have to have, right. Yes. Yeah. A friend of mine is dropping off masks today uh, for my oh. roommate and I. I have, I have, some some other masks but like a, a one more in the mix is not a bad idea and she was yeah. making some anyway and i'm like all right pre-game hanging like not even a hangout it's not even a hangout it's like hey yeah. thanks bye but i haven't yeah. seen anyone who is not my roommate like you in yeah. weeks and weeks and weeks so yeah it's gonna sound I mean, like a normal person that's I all i love my roommates they honestly keep me mostly sane we've had a very good rapport and we like bake each other cookies all the time which is really nice that um, is nice it really, honestly, it, it absolutely rules. Since I got the standing mixer, it's made that whole process a lot easier, too. So that's that's pretty dope. I'm going to make some cookies today. Nice. Um, and, uh, but, you know, after a while, you're like, I, I remember that there were other people in the world. Right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, <laughs> I'm just unsure right now of their existence. I can't confirm or deny. They're out no. there, I believe. I, I yeah. can see them from my window. Like, Listen, the I way you look believe. out. The window in Silent Hill for the room and like, oh, wow, look, there's a whole world out there. I'm yeah. trapped in here with the monster. <laughs> yeah. yep. The world uh, out there continues unabated. Oh, man, it's wild, man. I don't want to talk about bad takes on Twitter today, so I will just it's fine. Move We're going to keep on moving. Thought. I've seen there's too many. Trucking. There are there's too many bad takes out there. Many. We're going to keep I moving. I need to like allow my brain to have peace. You right. You know? Like, I well, need to not think about dumb shit other people say right now. I, like, let it get to me last it's week. It's not good. I it's not we, good. We could open this. We could open this. Listen, I got open DMs, and that means people decide to send me shit all the time. Just oh, yeah. bad takes right into my brain. Just, just gourmet for People you. make bad ideas. Wow. People have bad ideas, and they run. They decide to just send me essays. So we could go down this people? road. We are not going to go down this road. People ask um, my opinions about things, and I'm like, I don't know why you think I would tell you. <laughs> That's so weird. Ella wants to be on the podcast now. Hello. Hi, Ella. Hi. 
There's a cat on the screen right now. Hello, I love baby. this. This is we got, amazing. This is, we got to, can we make this a part of the podcast just in general? Could you <laughs> make that cat the, this, please. the Pope, like, please? Please make that <laughs> cat the Pope. Please make Ella's this cat. Alre- definitely already the Pope. Oh, my God. I think she might just be sitting down next to me, which would be amazing. Oh, that's ideal. Oh, my um, God. She is. Look at that tail. Incredible. Do you know <laughs> who could bring this. me peace and hopefully good takes in this time? Who? Rob Zachney. Oh, Rob I Zachney. Love him. Who I believe has been playing a game that we can now talk about to some degree. I don't know. You, you have the embargo details and what slides here and what doesn't. Uh, yeah, it's well. Talk about Gears Tactics, not Gears of yeah. War Tactics, just Gears <clears throat> Tactics, just like Gears Four was Gears Four, Gears Five, or whatever. Yeah, it's uh, they they appear to be you know maybe of War now is too it's too long winded really. I see. Um, it's not it's the just, content. It's, just, it's it's the yeah. It just doesn't flow as good as Gears Tactics. Yeah. Uh, so the embargo is a little bit wishy-washy because they unveiled some stuff publicly. And mm-hmm. uh, so, like, some of the opening missions have already been uh, visible. But I've been playing around with Gears Tactics a bit. You know, it's kind of what you might imagine. It's XCOM meets Gears of War, which makes a lot of sense if you think about it, right? Like, Gears has always been a game of positioning in yeah. a lot of ways. Like, really what you do in Gears of War is you find a good field of fire you pick enemies off from there. They start to circle around. You redeploy and like yeah. mow them down from the next position. That's Gears of War. That's also basically the XCOM model of tactics games, right? right. In all- some ways, XCOM, X, the modern series of XCOM owes something to the popularity of Gears of War uh, or Gears of War popularizing an understanding of cover as mm-hmm. a model for combat and and opening up that that tactical po- possibility space for a lot of players who otherwise would not have been interested in something like an XCOM. Yeah, I mean even the XCOM uniforms kind of owe a lot to the gear the Gears of War uh uniforms. But it does have a few departures from what we've sort of come to come to view as like genre standards post uh New Firaxis XCOM. One of w- the the big one is that this is not a two action uh, tactics game and shooting does not end a turn. Uh, you get three actions per turn, and all three of them can be shoot. Like you can just blaze right. away yeah. in this game. Uh, the other thing it gets away from is it's not a chessboard uh, configuration of the map. Like they are discrete points uh, on coordinates. But because cover is such a huge part of this. In essence, you are still basically bouncing from cover to cover, right? You're not going to be out in open ground. You're not going to use the granularity of that system probably as much as you might think. Uh, you're still going to be popping guys from one cover point to the next. Uh, but for all of that, these all sound like small changes. This is the weird. This is the weird thing of describing this game. It all sounds kind of minor, right? It all sounds like, yeah, Gears Tactics is, you know, of course, that's just going to be uh, what if XCOM, uh, but Gears. I am surprised so far at how much the tweaks to the rule set really do change up the dynamics of combat. And I think one of the ways they've done this is they really are leaning into some of the core elements of gears of war, right? A lot of like your squad is supposed to be a squad of complete badasses. So even though they get three actions, there's a lot of complementary powers that they can use. And there's a lot of ways they can exchange actions, but crucially every time they perform a, uh, an execution, 
which, you know, we all remember downing an enemy in yeah. Gears of War and then chainsawing them in half or or stomping them in the face. Every time you do that in this game, uh, everybody but the character who performs the execution gets an extra action. And so, You're so fucking hyped that you fucking <laughs> cut off someone's head with the bayonet of your old school Lancer or whatever. That they're like, I'm charged up. I got to yeah. go do that. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's, I'm going to cut off someone's head. It is just like, how do I get all these guys to share like collaborative roid rage? That is 100% uh, the game, yes. Amazing. And it's pain and gain. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> is that movie it's good? It's pain and gain. Um, I have opinions about Michael Bay that it seems like a long time to explain. So let's all just right. move on. <laughs> yeah, let's we'll table that for begin and rewatch it. Pain oh, and gain. Uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like, I am... I'm actually surprised by how much fun Gears of Tactic, Gears Tactic, Gears of Tactics, Gears of Tactics, Gears, Gears. got. GOT, right? Now that it's freed up. But so, like, I am surprised by how much I'm actually enjoying these changes to the formula. I'm surprised by how much Gears Tactics so far feels like Gears of War, but also makes a lot of the Gears of War stuff pretty satisfying in a in a tactics game. I, I enjoy playing that chaining combos together mm-hmm. uh, thing. I do wonder how that will wear over the course of an entire game, but I don't know, like early impressions from like the, the first few levels are when you begin figuring out the system, it's pretty cool, I, but you've been playing a little bit. What, what do you make? Yeah. So I have, I have like four or five hours into it and, and I think we can only talk mechanics. We can't talk about story stuff or blah, 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 blah. The stuff that we discussed the premise. Okay, which is it's Gears of War, and there's the soldier. He the doesn't original? want to be a soldier anymore. Uh, well, yeah, it is. It takes place during Gears One. It seems okay. right. No, it's ten years before. Oh, so like it's yeah, yeah, so okay. this is years before uh, Gears of War One. Uh, right, like it's the early days after Emergence Day. Okay, and I forgot. I still, yeah, I forgot the timeline yeah. there. Yeah. I I, no, there, I so apologize. The short version is they're trying to figure out what are we going to do with all these locusts, and they've just figured out we'll just burn the plant to a cinder. Uh, right. That like that's the opening of the game. Basically, is right. you get you get a mission uh, on the eve of uh, the massive like hammer of dawn strikes but yeah you you play sort of the classic rambo type figure uh where you know you're a you're an ex uh cog officer who is sort of in internal exile you know some uh-huh. you know he's he's decided he's going to hide out at the motor pool you know he he used to be like he used to be rambo and now he's just off repairing now he's got a wrench something. and that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly but, now the class um, needs him. There's um yeah so so you're you're this dude and and I'll say like the positive stuff that I that I you know are, am am in line with you uh, with most importantly is that rolling abilities thing like there was a sequence where um, actually to build to the sequence we should hit the other thing that feels distinct um or it doesn't feel distinct from XCOM. Um, because not that XCOM doesn't have enemies that swarm, especially when you think about War of the Chosen in XCOM 2 and having the zombies that did this action. But there's a lot of um there's a there's a real reliance on particular types of Overwatch in this game. Where mm-hmm. um the way Overwatch works in this game is that you don't just hit a button and then you hit something within your kind of 180 degree field of view. You in fact create a cone from your character's position on the map that they cover. And so it's a lot of covering choke points, but it's also a lot of building 
building overlapping, but not too overlapping cones of Overwatch because they will absolutely waste shots firing them at the same person. Um, when all you need is to stagger someone so they don't rush you, for instance, you don't necessarily want to put two people to shoot that same person, but you don't get to choose that. You've basically just choosing shoot whatever moves into the space first. Um, and so sometimes you'll stagger it in terms of length so that like, all right, you shoot the people as they first move into this this general area and I'll shoot anyone who gets past you. Um, well, I either, think that also impacts to hit chance too. So you want to be like does setting it? good. Does it I say that so. ever? I wish it said that ever. Like this is my biggest problem with this game is there is a lot of stuff that's important that it doesn't fucking say. There's friendly fire in this game for Overwatch and for, I think for non-Overwatch too. It didn't tell well, me for that. For sure until, for non-Overwatch. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> See, I haven't seen it in non-Overwatch because... I just haven't lined my people up that way. But more than once, this is the thing that this is the thing that actually bugged me was in non-Overwatch, I was able to take risky shots past someone's shoulder and hit someone behind them. And here with Overwatch on, suddenly my dude was just like, I'm gonna fill my friend with lead over and over <laughs> again because I have four actions left. I'm just gonna keep this trigger pelled down until I kill my friend. I'm not going to realize at any point, because the way the Overwatch shots work in this, is you fire however many actions you have left, which I like a lot. The idea of, like, if you can if you can stop in a location and set up shop and you have all of your actions left or more than, you know, this is one of the reasons why it's important you start with three actions and can gain more, is you can have a, a round where you have someone pumping actions into someone with a heavy machine gun who's holding down a key choke point, um, and then they're in Overwatch, and that Overwatch is just like, all right, I'm going to fire this gun five times as someone comes through until I'm out of ammo. The whole thing, the, the, uh, just to be clear, the, the stuff that I'm, I'm, I'm getting at here, stuff that I like conceptually, I wish there was a little bit more signposting on it. And so ideas that, like you just said, Rob, the, the fact that Overwatch has harder chances to hit it further distances might be true. I actually haven't seen that. I haven't seen anything not only say it, but I actually haven't seen that in play through three or four hours of play. It feels to me, in fact, like my soldiers are way more accurate in Overwatch than they are in actual making them shoot stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I suspect that has to do with accurate ranges. Like the, maybe you only Overwatch out into the point that you're mostly accurate. I don't know, but I, I do wish it signposted that a little bit more clearly. I'm sure this game is going to come out in a week or two or whenever it comes out and everyone's going to immediately dig through the code or just like test it until they... Within three weeks, we will know the truth of the way Overwatch works in this game. <laughs> um, but I wish the game had told me that directly instead. Um, uh, but but the, the situations that end up coming up that I do really like are what you said around the rolling abilities. And so I had one situation where um, because of the focus on Overwatch, there's a lot of take a position, hold a position missions. There's a lot of like charge in, kill the enemies you see there, set up shop, defend it for X turns while while soldiers stream or, or, or locusts, uh, which are the kind of underground bug aliens that you fight in these series, um, uh, charge towards you. Uh, and it was, it was like nail biting because of how quickly you could become overwhelmed if you don't stay up on the enemies. Uh, the part of which I'm at in the game, which is very early on, I have like three, I want to say main enemy types. There's kind of like a rifleman locust. There's like little like uh, melee locusts that charge. Um, I guess there's four. There's grenadiers, which I have shotguns, um, and also one grenades. of the many mystifying things of I don't yeah. I don't know that they used grenades on me ever, but they have. They're called grenadiers. <laughs> um, 
And there's berserkers or something like that. The ones who like get mad. Maybe those are the grenadiers. Those are the grenadiers. The grenadiers. Those are the grenadiers. So the grenadiers. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the thing about the grenadier is uh, they get an attack of opportunity if anyone yes. like moves into range on them, unless they've gone berserk, at which right. point they lose that because they're just so hulked out that you can just like roll up and right, slash. which is which is right, which is the thing that ended up happening in the situation where I managed very very badly to like spread my team out. Uh, and uh, and get into a situation where the only person close to anything was the shotgunner, who I don't think is very good. Uh, it's like a there are hero characters, and there are like what are the regular soldiers called? Do you remember? They're recruits. Just called ge- recruits. Let's say yeah, they're like proc gen soldiers versus the story characters. Uh, and I try to spread the love around and get XP around to everybody, uh, or at least as best as I can. Uh, and so I had I had the shotgunner in, and she had just not gotten any abilities that made her any good yet. But she was one closest to like three of these other enemies. Meanwhile, the other half of my crew was surrounded by these smaller enemies. Um, and what I ended up being able to do was was that incredible maneuvering of my main dude had a move called Empower, which just gives someone yep. another action point. I could use that to give someone an execution to finish off a soldier or an enemy that like had been wounded but not killed. You're like was in the kind of down but not out stage. That then pumped everybody with more points, and then like rotating that over and over again th- until I managed to like go from my lead dude has been down and not but not out twice already. Two of my other people have been down but not out twice, like or once. <laughs> Um, like it was not a good fight. And then suddenly we, I found this rhythm and the whole fight kind of changed. Uh, and we were able to kind of rotate around the map to use, you know, like competitive gaming terms. And we literally were able to slide our position such that we could pivot where they, where we were on the kind of axis of combat to get into more defensive positions and then had enough points left to slide into Overwatch and like hold this courtyard for one more turn, at which point we had an action refresh and could like push back all the way. And that stuff works super, super, super well. Um, I... The stuff that I'm struggling with, how do you feel about the reward boxes? There are like boxes across the map that you can get that are random things. There are side objectives. And then there are, and, and the reward for both of those things and just for finishing missions is a loot crate. It's just like, there's something in here. Gear for war. It's, yeah, gear. Yeah, war gear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I like, I, I like the thing the uh, special crates add. Like, there's some missions where they're clearly baiting you out yeah. into places, like, especially if some missions are on a timer. Uh, there, there's places where that stuff, I think, does add a bit of what the, um, what was that XCOM expansion where they introduced a similar thing? All those uh, timed... The, enemy that within. was XCOM Enemy Within. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it adds some of that, right? Where you are now playing a slightly riskier game to go and get these things uh, when you didn't necessarily have the actions to burn to go and do that. I like that part of it, but I do think the fact the reward points back towards a gear system that is a little fussy, right? Like I think that I think for a game like this, a lot of times the uh, the reward is the tactical layer, right? And I'm not necessarily here to get super into specking out my crew uh, seven different units each of whom has a head slot a chest slot a leg slot two weapons the weapons are choosable the main weapon has a stock a barrel a scope and a receiver or something like that or a, a grip or something 
Um, yeah. And then there's also a grenade choice. There's also there's a lot of fiddly stuff in the strategic layer, so to speak. Yeah. Now sometimes though, right. you can get pretty sick like specs <laughs> yeah. from you the gear. A, like, you, I'm you like, get a rare drop that gives I, you like, 10% bonus damage or whatever. I'm I hate this stuff. I it's boring to to fiddle with. Except for I got this one thing that like makes your grenades explode more, and then another <laughs> thing that reduces the cooldown. And like suddenly I got this guy who's like that's the real grenadier in this game. Uh-huh. And so I don't know. I'm like, <clears throat> uh, uh, like excuse me, Rob. Can you explain how grenades explode more? Thank you. Um, I just really wanted. I was curious about that. I mean, you you put more of the juice in them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Juice. Grenade, grenade juice. juice. My explosion respecting juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drink it. I'm down. sure. I'm sure the war movie version is just like, you know, the the wild man in the platoon or something, just opening up grenades and like pouring like homemade black powder into them, and being like, he active you know reloaded that really grenade. Hate. Yeah. <laughs> oh god there's active reload there, there is? is active reload I was gonna well, ask. <laughs> it's just a it's a passive ability isn't it that you can give someone that's just like the is it the first shot after a the first set of shots after you reload is just better right yeah okay. yeah it's kind you, of you don't actually there's, have to they, actively they, they, do it no i it, i'm glad you don't but also <laughs> yeah and then if? there's like characters can sort of spec out in any of four directions um so they can like even though they play the different archetypes they can evolve really really differently yeah uh, within the same class you could have a support character who is basically a medic you could have a support character who's basically a commander focusing on giving people more actions there's some overlap yeah. you'll probably dip into all four corners of that like skill tree but you could really specialize and those high-end abilities are really good um yeah. so uh, i've yeah, like I'm ahead. at the start, pretty much. Like I can talk a lot more about this when I play more and when the review embargo is up. But like I think, like first glance, for me, I'm really interested in playing more. Like I, I came to this and I was kind of in the mood for a good tactics game, mm-hmm. and I think this was uh, kinetic enough to catch catch my attention. Right, I do kind of like the fact that sometimes tactics games can feel a little bit. Too chess problem me, uh, let us say. Not to not to foreshadow anything, but hmm. uh but and I mean I spent a, a year watching videos about chess. Not to foreshadow anything. Hmm. But they can be a little like but they can be a little well, no, that's actually my right? problem with like, this game too to some degree, is this game has levels and it feels like there's solutions. This is also my problem with Radio General, a game that we'll talk about maybe a little bit very briefly later. Or I'll just do it right now. Radio General's out. Let's get it out the way. Uh, Radio General is a <laughs> is a game that is the premise is something I really like. It has the exact same issue that I that I have with some levels here, which is um, uh, that's a game in which you're a World War II commander commander calling in orders uh, over the radio to your to your uh, not your platoons to your not your battalions. What's small? What's a company to your companies? Um, it's four companies to a to a battalion. Rob, is that right? That sounds I mean, right. Eight, but okay. Um, uh, and so you're calling them into to these companies and they're m- making maneuvers on a map. And, uh, the thing that's interesting, one thing that's interesting about that game is you have to move your little figures on the map based on where they've reported in. Um, uh, you, you don't have like a map that updates itself. You have to update your map. And also you have to give them, you don't have like a particular understanding of like what their HP is or what their, you know, defensive score is in certain points in the territory. So it's like, Hey, 
I know that they're in a better position because they're in elevation. They're on the map where it's elevated. I hope that that map is right. Uh, and I hope that means that I think that it means that they'll win this fight, but I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, and also the, the thing that's cool about the game is just getting six updates from all of your units at a time. And it's like, Charlie squad, I need you to calm the fuck down. I need to tell this other person to shell this town right now. I don't care that you found some goats on the road. I don't care. I do not care about it. Deal with the goats. I'm dealing with Nazis. Um, and, and that stuff is good, but those levels are levels. Um, they are, there feels like there is a, a baked in solution in a way that is, um, not even chess problemy so much as like, because a chess problem is a different thing than a video yeah. game level, right? A chess I'm problem. I mean, I just like the shooties, by the way. Oh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I get you, which is actually part of the problem with me and Gears Tactics. But I, but I do want to differentiate between the, the, a chess problem and a level with a solution. And I think the chess problem, the thing that's fun about it is you tend to solve a chess problem in a move or two. Um, and you're like, aha, I see. This is it. If I, if I arrange things just so, this will fall out in such a way that I will succeed in a matter of moments. Um, just a, a few loose moves. The longer that, that kind of idealized string of successes looks, the more boring and rote it feels because it's not, I've made a good decision. I, it's, I played the, to the script. Uh, uh, Radio General has that problem in a big way, or at least to the first again, four or five hours, like the first campaign and a little bit after that. Um, uh, the gears that I've played, again, only a few hours, has it in a less less big way. It's mostly that it feels like a Gears of War game, which to its credit, <laughs> that's probably what it wants to do is feel like a Gears of War game. I just don't know that I want that as much as you do, um, which is a fine difference to have with my friend Rob Zachney. Um <laughs> Also, I'm just not the I'm just not the gears. Like I really love playing gears in college with my friends. That was a good time, but like I don't have any fondness for the designs, for the locusts, for the execution stuff. All of my love of this stuff is mechanical. None of it is in my heart. Um, wow. Which tells me, given my response to this game, if you have it in your heart, you'll probably respond well to, to it. If you're like, yeah, motherfucker, these guns have chainsaws on them. <laughs> Let me tell you about the guns in these games. They got chainsaws on them. <laughs> I yeah, actually think they did the shotgun dirty. That's my actual thing is I think that the shotgun in this game is weak as shit. And that does not compare to real Gears of War shotguns, which are the bane of your existence or your holy grail, depending. <laughs> anyway, we can talk more. They are. Tactics they're very, next they're week. finicky. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll get more into it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious, especially because apparently like later in this game, there's boss battles. I, Which, was, I was going to ask if there were boss battles because that's the thing that I feel like is not missing, but is like part of the gears. Milieu. I know, but that, that's the part that terrifies me. Yeah. Is, uh, but to be fair, like, I talked to uh, one of the designers the other day. I'm probably going to be running an interview with them later this week. Uh, but like I brought up the boss battles and tactics games can be kind of iffy. And he was like, yeah, they can. <laughs> it's like we were like they knew going in that boss battles would be a tricky thing to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and their response was basically to like they kind of viewed boss battles as kind of quintessentially gears. But then they also needed to figure out a way to make it not bring the tactics game to a screeching halt. Right. Uh, so I'm curious to see how they scored on that, because it's not just that the boss battle has to work once. Right. Like it, if you're going to replay this game on a higher difficulty or something like that. You you can't have that thing. And I think even even more of the chosen, like though I like oh. it, 
yeah. replaying it, there's some of these th- some of these missions that you have to go through. I'm just like, I don't want to do this right now. I yeah. don't want to. I don't want to walk up the thing and trigger what's her face appearing and <laughs> having all my guys get fucked up. Yeah, I mean, this is a larger conversation um, around tactics and strategy games, um, which is like, to what degree are we? This is the thing with Gears. Gears is a single player shooter. Uh, traditionally, with multi- with a different multiplayer mode. I mean, you play co-op, but like I, my guess is most people are playing the campaign once and then switching into multiplayer for their iterative play, for their like ongoing, hey, I'm just going to hang out with some friends and do that. A lot of tactics and strategy game players will return to the same game multiple times, do a full playthrough, and that is a different experience. And, and, and what they want is a is a sandbox or a tool set or a play kit to... to have that iteration happen naturally through the adjustment of, uh, like, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? Um, not just options, um, but just like, hey, I want there to be more enemies per fight this time. I want there to be just like a, a, a different feel for the game based on just a few options. Uh, and and I don't I don't see that in Gears Tactics. It feels like Gears Tactics is aiming for the person who likes Gears of War and XCOM and wants to play through a campaign once and then be done with it. Whereas like the XCOM community are people like you who've played through these campaigns multiple times and have had a good have wanted to have a good time multiple times. And if they don't have that the base game, mods come in, you know, they they tinker even more with some variables, etc. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's interesting to see that. And and again, we'll talk about this in the near future. Again, I suspect, um, let's take a break when we come back. Gita, I know we'll we'll stay on the strategy tip for a second. I know you got some, some sieve to talk about, uh, and then some other stuff and then we'll, we'll, we'll filter over to some other stuff too. So BRB. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. We're back. Gita, <laughs> you want to talk to me about civiliz- the sixth, this is the sixth Wait, civilization. Are we, are we back yeah, now? Yeah, there have only been six civilizations in time. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the sixth one, and we're in it. And that's this is the conspiracy theory that I believe. This is the conspiracy theory of six civilizations, brother. Oh my god! God, imagine outside the Uh, Roosevelt uh L train stop in downtown (laughs) Chicago. Yes, exactly. A hundred percent. About how you know Scottish are also Israelites. Uh Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fucking. There's six I'm building a school. The earth has only I'm been building a school. I need donations to build. I'm trying to uplift my young brothers. We're yep. going to create the seventh generation, yep. the seventh yep. civilization. I have a. I listen. Yep. I have. I could be. I could be a con artist. So easy. It's right there. If this falls apart, I know you don't even know. You I don't even the know the degree to I which I could flip it. Lie. Listen. Uh, 
It's so easy to take money from people. <laughs> it is. I'm not going to really do it. It really is. But you shouldn't do it because it's mean and bad. It's um, true. Anyway, that's not at all what I was talking about. Civilization Civ, Civ Six. It's a game I have not thought about since I bought it, basically. I bought mm-hmm. it and I was like, all right. That, yep. Uh-huh. And then I moved <laughs> on. But then I was like, I have my, my COVID pittance and I'd like to buy some video games. You know what I haven't bought is any of the Civ... DLC. I did actually buy one of them. I realized, and I guess it didn't make a huge difference to me. That DLC, that's the most recent one, Gathering Storm. That that is like it feels like the the second half of the game in a lot of ways. You know, uh-huh. I was really really impressed and surprised, and it also allowed me to like finally role play in a specific way that I wanted to role play before, which is to have uh, get a religious victory. And have a, my religion that I invent be the dominant religion across all the continents, leading to my win, which is something I've always wanted to do in Civ. I usually, you know, the path to the science victory is very clear. Cultural victories are also super easy. Like the, you know, if you just amass enough resources and have a big enough army, you can do like a war victory, not too difficult. But religious victory is just something I've never pulled off, and. There's something fascinating about the way that the game illustrates how uh, culture from different places filters through like artificially constructed borders, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved watching, you know, seeing my my religion. It's so I I created a religion that's just based on like river worship, and it didn't map to anything. Ooh, I was going to I was going to ask if what the what the Gita religion is. What what was it? So wait, what are the well, what are the how does religion I, work in Civ Six? I just I okay. So religion works uh, after a certain you can accrue faith, and after a certain amount of time, you're able to buy a pantheon, and okay. that is like the first step of your religion. And then if you get, then once you create, um, obtain enough faith to get a great profit, you are able to found a religion, like have it become an actual religion, religion with texts and places of worship and all that. Um, and then from there, uh, you can, uh, your religion will spread through trade routes, through proximity to other places, that kind of thing. Um, and religious pressure once your religion is a dominant religion in a particular place that sort of will you know filter out to okay. other cities and towns that are nearby especially if you're trading with them um so you sort of just have to make sure that your religion does not butt up against any other religion that has aggressive you know, as also aggressively taken taken root in a particular area. You can uh, speed up this process with uh, theological warfare. So you can buy units with faith. You mm-hmm. can buy missionaries, apostles, gurus. I got some warrior monks one time. I don't know. Um, <laughs> just in case, listen. Just in, they put in work. Them. You might. You might need them. them. Yeah, I, they did actually help me win something, so that was good. Um, I got in a minor war. It was no big deal, though. I kicked their ass, and I took one of their cities. It was fine. Um, Civilization. It was great. They declared war on me. I just oh, just I'm saying, like, yeah, no, this that's yeah. the game. That's the game. Yeah, right. I needed to teach them. Um, so I was also engaged with theological warfare with that country, civilization, also. So uh, after the war ended, we didn't stop fighting because I had to keep buying and sending out missionaries and uh apostles to do 
uh, like sort of religious culture bombs, basically in different cities. They that's where they would go, and they would you know they would uh, proselytize to the people. So is that the situation them. where you have like units on the board that are like you said apostle or 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 whatever guru and you're moving them across the board as if they're military units but they're yes. allowed to have access they they you can't someone can't just be like I'm going to kill that motherfucker no if you run into another religious unit mm-hmm. you can have basically you you both talk until one of them dies essentially like right. <laughs> one ideology what, defeats the other, uh, yeah. and then that unit, <laughs> then that unit is like disappears essentially, and that makes the influence of that religion in that region go down significantly, mm, and okay. the influence of yours go up significantly. So basically, yeah, you debate until somebody dies. You have to yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh my god. So does this go it's, well for you? Is this how did your go, Oh so wait, we didn't get the details really of well. the, what is the Gita Jackson religion? So I settled I ended up I just pressed play now, so I ended up playing as Georgia, which is actually a really fascinating civilization to play as. Uh, mm-hmm. specifically, I went down the religious route because they had a specific building that uh, a religious building that would like help you generate a lot of faith and I figured that would be just like in line with what the game is telling me that the civilization is good at. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up just founding a, a in a riverbed in a floodplain, which ended up being useful for me in the long term, also because even though it flooded a lot, uh, once we got the World Congress, I was able to ask for aid from other countries mm. a lot of times and accrue a <laughs> lot of influence that way, which was great. Um, gathered these flooding and natural disasters is something that Gathering Storm introduced. And there's right, something this about is the, right. This is the the expansion that specifically has a lot of, um, a, a lot of like not just natural disasters, but like climate e stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So over time, it's like a very slow build, but you'll you'll eventually you'll begin sort of having natural disasters occur and having to you know spend time in production, uh, repairing different places when they're they're affected and but also you know after flood if you build a farm right next to the floodplain you'll get extra food that kind of thing and then as the game goes on like reflective of how much each nation has sort of developed into the industrial age uh, circumstances will change but we haven't really gotten that far into the industrial age thus far so didn't get to see a lot of the interesting stuff i've heard from luke plunkett at kotaku that like once you get into the time where it's clear that the earth is warming it just becomes very, very stressful managing like CO2 levels. <laughs> so yeah. I'm excited. Um, but yeah, so I found it, it was found on a river. And I was like, okay, if I pick the river uh, pantheon, then I get a bonus for holy sites that are built on riverbeds. And then I built a lot of those. And then I got accrued a lot of faith very quickly. And the pantheon I chose, I named it Lacus. I just like looked up what it lake is in Latin, and I was like, okay, that one. Sure. Um, yeah. And um, I forget what the actual like religious bonus I took was, but it was also related to uh, locations in water. Just trying to, I think it was related to coastal locations. Uh, fisheries and stuff would give me more uh, food. I think it was. Mm. I'm not sure. And it's just like, uh, that seems water themed. Interestingly, the, I don't know why it's interesting. Just transition. The religion that I'm up against 
this is something weird that the game does. They just use the names of actual real-world religions, but they randomly generate their values, and then they oh. assign them to random countries. Okay. So uh. I'm up against Sikhism. Mm-hmm. But it's not actually it's not actually Sikhism. It's not doesn't have the no. set of. No, it's not actually Sikhism. It's just called that, and I. <laughs> it's it's like a random European country that is the creator of that religion. Why is it that the this is this is? Uh, it's really weird. Why is it that weird thing that is unlocked from history, but like the nation isn't? Why know, is it that right? like the nation is an ahistorical being that pre-exists the the conditions of its own founding and far outlasts them, but like faith is not that. This is like this yeah. is like a barroom criticism. This is not like I I don't know where this thought goes into like a a larger scale critique, uh but it is interesting to see what in the model of civilization is universal or like again ahistorical in the sense that it would it would last forever um if left to its own devices and reflects yeah. our reality versus I don't know who what are they Scottish yeah they're Sikhs they're well, Scottish Sikhs <laughs> I, I think like it stems from the fact that civilization is designed to be a punch and Judy show oh yeah uh, where everything is to the end of seeing which of these puppets is going to win this this battle royale through through history and religion exists only in so far in, in this game it exists only as far as that's going to be a useful tool for one of the little puppets to grab and club the others to death with uh, right, but if right. you take away the nation, I think that's the problem. Is they they've never really figured out, at least as far as the design of Civ, there is no theme without the nation. There's no theme specifically without the leader characters uh, in Civilization, and so yeah. I think you end up. I I think they have hesitated to decouple. Um, they have done this a little bit, like great people show up agnostically right. for civilization. Right. Wonders. But in terms of leaders, that's foundational, right? Right. Like, Ka- Catherine is always going to be Russia. Russia right, that is, is the thing. Catherine. So yeah, what 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 it belongs to a civilization, it's leaders, it's some sort of ability in Civ 6, right? It's like hey, bonuses for that goes back yeah, for a number of games. Uh, yeah, totally. And like a specific unit or building. And the, right, it's a unit in a building normally, right? It's like, hey, and then also this place builds really this America builds film studios. And Japan has samurai is like, yep. the, you know, whatever. Usually right? that's about as specific as it gets. <laughs> there's not a there's not like a tech line. There's no right. Totally. Totally. It's super. Interesting. You, Go ahead. I'll just tell you right now, but uh, Korea has rocket artillery at a shockingly early point in history. And it's really frustrating because <laughs> I have ended up in a multi-generational uh, religious conflict with Korea in my Civ game. Amazing. <laughs> so it is, it is now consumed three continents. Wow. Uh, have you been yeah. playing right now? Also, are you just always playing Civ in the background? Is this a thing? This game I abandoned a couple months ago because okay. like, I hit Korea is isolated behind a range of mountains bordered by jungles, mm-hmm. but they're, super technologically advanced and they hate my guts probably because I <laughs> bum rushed them with uh, my missionaries, but my religion is really cool. It's like, <laughs> just, like classic, classic thing. A missionary says, listen, I know you've heard this really before, cool, though. but so, my religion is really cool. I'm the Maori and <laughs> my religion is based on beautiful things. Beautiful, specifically beautiful land. Like the more pristine, like, Tiles have 
aesthetic ratings in Civ Six, mm. <laughs> and the highest is breathtaking. And so, if like for instance, my civilization started on a desert sea coast by like the Great Barrier Reef, and just inland there was some other natural wonder. Planted my first city there, everything was breathtaking. <laughs> and so I decided my religion was going to be like based on worshiping the gods in the beautiful, like natural wonders that they've created for us. Mm-hmm. But that also meant I had a bottomless thirst for beautiful, untouched wilderness. <laughs> and oh, so yep. I began like, like everyone else is like looking for like, you know, river valleys, uh, mountains, they can mine all this stuff. I'm basically like looking for Instagram shots for my <laughs> civilization to spread out to. And but the, but the cool thing is like the thing it inflicts on you as well is as you develop in Civ 6 every expansion to your city consumes a tile like you add districts. And so cities do grow and expand, but as they do that they begin changing the aesthetic qualities right. of the surrounding terrain. So like if you indu- like an industrial city is not going to have breathtaking tiles. There's no it. super like, bloom for you to lay on and ruin while you take your your photos. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh so the so so the thing that I ran into was I started uh I built a real religious powerhouse early on because ever I went, it was just fucking gorgeous. So I had all these cities that were generating tons of faith. And then I started turning, turning that into uh, missionaries and just began bum rushing everyone. Meanwhile, Korea was uh, basically turning into like a scientific utopia. Mm. And that was their primary focus. And I just started pouring in there uh, with, with missionaries and began like converting their cities. They didn't like it. Uh, and so they launched a war and, uh, but the problem is there are all these mountains plus this wall of jungles that they had to move through. I saw them coming from a mile away and I just like blasted their invasion force, even though they had technological oh superiority, I just like blasted them, uh, off the, off the map. But then I was a little heated and I was like, Do you have well, a fuck you. gamer moment? Like, how dare you? <laughs> God. Yeah. I was like, how, how dare you uh, come at the Maori, this, this civilization of peace uh, that is just. And beauty. And beauty, <laughs> yes. Like, we, we deserve the world. For the, we're the only people who appreciate it. So uh, I, start, I was like, I'm going to launch a counterattack against Korea. And it turns out that terrain issue affected me too huh <laughs> and so when i was like here comes the counterattack, that fucking jungle and those mountain <laughs> passes were really annoying and then the koreans showed up with uh their civilization specific like katusha rockets in the middle ages <laughs> and just started laying waste to me and so at that point i was like well what if and by the way i was like near like my civilization started deep in the southern hemisphere it got to a point where, like, we had three back and forth fights over this patch of jungle and mountains. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to come at them via the Arctic Circle. Nice. Good. Yeah. And <laughs> so I executed a planet wide flanking maneuver and <laughs> wow. began coming over the top toward them. It. 
But they started, they saw me, they built their flank out and planted some cities and some forts down there. And so now we have a standoff that spans two continents. Plus there's a sea blockade on the ocean to the left of our landmass. Can you imagine getting the approval needed to build one of those defensive cities where you're like, (laughs) listen, I know we're doing good here. I know there's beautiful territory all around us. We wanted to expand. There's probably better places. We got to go build closer to where it's cold. Why? Well, our enemies are going to attack us from there. Which enemies? The ones over there? Yeah, yeah. The ones over there. They're going to do what? How you want us what? to build a city? You, you're telling me that they're going to commit to a plan that's so long that we will have time to build cities in order to defend from it. They're going to send people around the globe to hit us a generation from now after we've built cities. Yeah, yeah, that's what. I'm, yeah, all right. Yeah, I guess so. Let's okay. go start. This is what go I go get a hammer. My well, poor if I Maori were settler. at war with Korea, I would simply go through the Arctic Circle. Yeah. <laughs> my, my poor settlers, who that first generation that was sent there, like, everything about my civilization is like fine, beautiful terrain. This, this Arctic base was landed on a fucking barren tundra coast. <laughs> I love And it. just planted there. No resources nearby. Bunch of barbarians had to clear God. them out to create room to, room to operate. And then I just began pouring all my faith into the city to build shit using faith and using gold to like basically astroturf um, Iserlone Fortress into the Arctic Uh Circle and then use that as a point of departure. And it still didn't work. Like so all that all that ended up happening now was that there's like now there's two trench lines, uh, one basically made by nature and one made across the Arctic tundra by this like these fortified cities uh they're just hurling dudes at each other it's great i love it we're both gonna lose this game (laughs) god like their their science victory completely off like everything they've got now is being poured into keeping the uh maori legions at bay but meanwhile like faith what's that for that's just something i spend on troops god miserable Truly miserable. Um, not miserable. Mina in the background moving around. Hi, Mina. Hi. Have a nice time. Um, can I talk about, uh, speaking of faith, actually. Okay. You know the game Receiver. The original Receiver. All right. So Receiver 1. So Receiver, hmm. Receiver is made for the seven-day is it wait? Is it made for the seven day FPS jam or is it made for the yeah? It's oh, made for the seven so day FPS jam. I know, right? Um, uh, five years ago, six years ago, may, maybe longer than it must have been longer than that because I think about the Chris Remo song, <laughs> the Chris Remo receiver song must have been from 2012, 2013. So so yeah, twenty twelve original receiver made from twenty twelve. Um, receiver was known as that game where the guns are hard to use. I think kind of socially. Hmm. Um, it was a first-person shooter with uh, a kind of roguelike setup. The reason I couldn't remember which jam it was for is because I thought it was, I couldn't remember if it was for the seven-day FPS jam or the seven-day roguelike jam. Um, uh, it was for the FPS jam, but it had a proc-gen world. And the very basic thing is you're in a kind of uncanny urban environment inside of like a high-rise and uh, maybe some construction-y areas. And you're looking for tapes. You're looking for like... Uh, um, cassette tapes, and when you pick them up, it sounds weird. It's weird, weird dialogue plays. Uh, it at the, it's someone saying like, 
are you prepared for the mind kill? Uh, or, or we've done the preparing for the mind kill. Uh, or, um, God, what is it? I'm now trying to remember lyrics from the Chris Remo. Uh, this, this is the time we have prepared for is, of course, the name of the Chris Remo song. Shout out to Chris Remo. Uh, I miss Idle Thumbs. I, I sure hope everyone there is happy. Um, that was, that sounded crueler than I meant it. That it would not mean to have a bitter edge. I didn't mean that to, to sound like I was talking to an ex. I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I hope they're happy. Um, wow. I genuinely hope that, that everyone involved is happy. Um, and, uh, it was a really interesting game because the gist of like, I'm going to explore an environment and find tapes. And then there were like some drones, like uh, a couple of floating drones, but a lot of like in, turret emplacements, automated turret emplacements would shoot you. Sounds like. Like, you know, yeah, I'm going to learn how to make a game. And what I'm going to do is I'll make like a house. Or I'll make like a, a, con- a condominium. And inside there are some turrets and some tapes you pick up. Really undersells <clears throat> the original game's like affect um, or, or, or a kind of affective um, uh, uh, ability to, to just completely freak me the hell out. Um, <laughs> the two things that, that did really well. One is um, as part of the FPS jam – one of the goals was to complicate and um, make more material the process of firing a gun. Uh, and so you had to hit a billion buttons to use a gun in the video game receiver. There was a if you're using a very simple gun, like, and this is now true for receiver two, which I'm I'm setting up to talk about. Um, in receiver, you have to hit a button to open the cylinder. You have to hit another button for each bullet you put into the cylinder. Then you have to line up the cylinder with your mouse wheel so that the the bullet is like lined up nicely and then you close the cylinder and you can kind of like wiggle the cylinder until it locks into place where it should. Um, you, uh, in the original game, had to make sure that like you, if you remember there's a bullet in the chamber, you had to pull back the receiver to move the bullet into position so that you could fire it. Um, there are all these sorts of things and then... It put you into like what in any other game would be a very simple combat maneuver. Like, let me peek into this room, see if there's an automated turret, and then shoot the battery out of the turret or shoot the the camera off the turret or whatever. Um, and all of this I'm saying now is still true for Receiver Two, um, uh, which just came out and is why I'm talking about the original Receiver. The second thing about Receiver is that it was terrifying. Every sound was brought to 11 every time you pulled the trigger it was scary every time something shot at you you died um <laughs> if, it, if it put a bullet in you you were dead the kind of like the framing of it uh that they talk about in receiver 2 is um uh if you were shot in the if you were shot once uh then and you have immediate and immediate help is, is available you can live if you get shot twice uh you'll you'll die even without immediate help and after the mind kill no help is available uh or something like that because those are the sorts of words that it, that that the game ends up using um i'm just i'm going to pull up uh uh the transcripts from the the first game just so you can understand what the fuck i'm talking about when i say that the writing is like this um uh <laughs> Your crude world, this is just, I can't do this one. This is literally the one from the Chris Remo song. And immediately, actually, I'm going to read this one. Your crude, your crude world is not the true reality. Your physical body here is the shadow cast by your transcendent mind. We call this higher plane reality A and your world, the world of shadows. Reality B, 
If you're receiving this message in a fictional context, you are at an even deeper level, one that we cannot reach, because your body is a shadow of your mind. When your mind dies, your body will vanish. In the normal order of your world, death is merely a transition in which your mind is set free. But for victims of the coming mind kill, there is only oblivion. And so there's all of this like stuff about mind, the mind kill and mind tech and the clear <laughs> tape and... Uh, if you're listening to, if you started recently receiving, um, uh, if you started recently receiving, you may wonder why the training tapes are so important. Over the last several decades, your media has been slowly corrupted to be used against you. By feeding your mind a constant stream of damaging ideas, your view of reality has been warped to fit a sinister agenda. How can one tape listened to once possibly have an impact on the face of a lifetime of accumulated deception? It can only have a small, the smallest effect, but even that small effect can be built on. If you listen to that tape 100 times, you may notice a difference in how you feel. If you listen to the tape a thousand times, you will be transformed. And if you listen to the tape a million times, you will become more than human, an awake receiver. Listen to as many tapes as you can. Listen to them as often as you can. And the reason for all this stuff, which is like laughable, weird world building, uh, (laughs) is that for the original receiver, if you like do a search for receiver lore game you will find a post from the creator uh from uh wolf fire wolf fire games go to the blog.wolffire.com uh who basically says like when i was making this game i was really interested in ufo doomsday cults i was really interested in the cults of the 90s which i was obsessed with when i was they left a big impression on me as a child um and i wanted to dig into the idea of thought reform i wanted to deal dig into the idea of like jargon heavy um, the the sort of like the stuff that goes into trying to bring people in to organize to you know uh, alternative organized religions um, and uh, the, there's a specific claim that the creator makes that is so fucking fascinating to me he says as you play this game you are exposed to a diluted form of these thought reform techniques with the goal of inducing a genuine religious experience. I was interested in the idea of trying to cause a religious experience for a few reasons. You can see now why I connected to Civ. If we could do that in a game, then it would be proof that these techniques really do work, and it would allow people to reflect on their mean, in the meaning of, of religious experiences and media control in general. Um, judging from the comments I've received about Receiver Story, I think I've achieved mixed results on that goal, and so the jury <laughs> is still out on whether the game works as a religious artifact. Uh, if you were one of the ones who, who, who heard and understood, you are a receiver. On a broader level, it seems like a lot of people found the story and ideas interesting, and it felt like it added to the atmosphere of the game, which is more than what I could have hoped for, especially for my first attempt at writing a complete game narrative and my first try at voice acting. This is a snapshot of a different time in video game, independent video game development, because can I tell you what the quote I read for Receiver 2 is, that... I, this isn't the thing I'm about to say is not a bad thing. And when I, when we get into talk about like one of the big differences with Receiver Two, I want to be clear that I'm not I'm not dismissing this as a line of creative uh, uh, potential, but mm-hmm. I do think it's telling. In 22, the dev- the designer said he wanted to teach the basics of gun safety. Also, this is a game about suicide and depression now. So, like content warning for those things as we talk about Receiver Two. But I think the the first thing, the thing that like strikes me so much about this is that in 2012, someone said, I want to make a game 
that has a diluted form of thought reform techniques in it to see if I can induce a genuine religious experience, and then said, eh, you know what, I didn't do too good at that. I like it was not is not um this is not a designer who said and then I did it and if you didn't have a religious experience then you weren't playing the game right or something right? this is this is someone who I think had a real like artistic impulse pursued that artistic impulse then did the mature good artist thing of taking a step back taking in the criticism <laughs> saying like, eh, it was a mixed result but it was a fun experiment it was the first time I've ever written anything as a narrative blah 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 cool receiver two is largely the same game on its face. It's still a game in which it's very scary to pull a trigger. It's still a game in which you die very quickly. It's still a game that's obsessed with the particulars of, of using a gun. Um, there are immediately some discrepancies. The first is it seems to be level-based, not proc gen. There are mm. not, there's not a procedurally generated space every time. And immediately that means I'm less disoriented. Uh, or if it, if it is still procedurally generated, which I don't think it is, I've died a bunch and I'm still in that same space. Um, uh, or I've been mostly in those same spaces. Um, uh, there's like progression in, in a different way now where you're moving through it. And every time you get a set number of tapes, you kind of advance into a new zone. Um, so immediately there's less disorientation. You also start with, you unlock more guns as you get more tapes. Whereas in the original, you came into being, your goal is to search for tapes and you had a different gun in your hand. You're like, what the fuck is this thing? Whereas in this game, because I'm with the same whatever cult detective model uh, pistol that I, that you start with for the first little bit. And then you move on to a different gun. Like you stay with the, with the gun that you have and you become familiar with it, which is a different experience in a serious way than the kind of really interesting, disorienting feeling of, all right, what is what I've said before? My favorite feeling in a video game is anything that replicates the moment in memento where guy Pierce is running and he goes, all right, what's going on? I'm chasing this guy because he doesn't he doesn't have a short-term memory. This is the premise of Memento. Apologies. I just realized I should set up what Memento is. The main character of Memento <laughs> doesn't have a short-term memory. And so the way that the film is set up, you jump into scenes and you don't necessarily understand. The character does not know what was happening a moment before the scene started. So there's a sequence where he's chasing someone through a parking lot or like a trailer park. He's like, all right, what's going on? All right, I'm chasing this guy. Nope, he's chasing me. And he like, turns around and goes the other way. That's my favorite feeling in video games. And the original receiver did that so, so, so well. That quick, like, okay, what's going on here? Okay, okay, I have to put all this together and then I have to get my head around it. And then I need to execute on it in such a way that I get to live when these robot drones are so much more powerful than me. This game gets rid of a lot of that because it wants you, because, because <clears throat> this is a game in which uh, I want to teach the basics of gun safety. And so to do that, you have to sit with a gun and you have to like get become very used to emptying out the chambers and making sure you hit the V button enough times um, and loading each shell individually. And I, a new thing in this is if the hammer is pulled back and you hit the button, you hit tab to holster your gun. And if the hammer is pulled back and you just tap tab, you shoot yourself in the leg because you've holstered too quickly. You need to hold the tab button down to carefully holster your gun. Um, and wow. so that stuff is still in there. It still has that style of like jagged edges, aggressiveness towards the player that encourages you to be very careful. The way you run in this game is by tapping the W key, which is like I a brilliant 
thing of like, this is not, holding down shift is not what running is like. Tapping the W key and sometimes doing it by mistake because you're just trying to edge towards something is much more like real movement where it's unpredictable. And so I'm not saying this game is, is bad or anything like that. I think it still like ex executes on some of those core ideas. But the idea that it's traded that sort of core um, unpredictability for something so much more structured has left me a little cold. There is the other thing, which is mixed in with the the kind of propaganda cult tapes, the receiver tapes, are now things called echo threats. Sorry, that's wrong. Threat echoes. Threat <laughs> echoes, and this is now where I'm going to pivot to talk about suicide and depression. Threat echoes are suicide notes. Um, threat echoes are recordings from from. It's still the same narrator, but reading the words of different characters. Um, leaving suicide notes. And the moment that suicide note starts to happen, you have to, this is a, this is a mechanical spoiler, but it's also a mechanical spoiler that is core to the gameplay loop. So I'm not going to worry too much about it. Um, but if you really don't want to know, you can jump ahead by a few minutes. You begin to lose control of your gun and eventually it turns on you and kills you. You have a moment to throw together what you know to try to disarm the weapon you're holding. So you have a gun filled with bullets and you have to quickly go, oh shit, how do I empty the bullets from this gun? Let me remember that there's one in the chamber. How do I get that one out? That's not a thing I do very often maybe. Um, and you have to do that before the suicide note ends and you kill yourself. If you do that successfully, you then get a follow-up tape or a, it's not even a it is a tape, but I don't think you pick it up. I think it's just in your inventory, if I'm remembering right. That is about the person's situation, what what led them to want to kill themselves. And then a kind of alternate outcome in which, you know, instead of being – instead of um, um, gaining suicidal thoughts from persistent bullying and, you know, poor uh, mental health and bad uh, uh, support structures around her – a character ends up finding someone who who uh, she can connect to, and uh, and becoming um, uh, you know gaining a better re relationship with herself and the world around her, so that when the bullying happened, it didn't cause such intense feelings of self hatred. And the other thing that makes this a game that's set in 2020 or a game an indie game in 2020 is it's another game allegorizing about depression and suicide, which I am not opposed to, but as someone who has lived with depression and who struggles with suicidal ideation today. I yeah. never feel good. I have never played a game. There are, okay. There are small moments where I'm like, yeah, that hits me, but it's so rare that it almost always falls flat for me. Um, uh, there are the times that it hits me. Well, is just when it's good fiction most of the time. And there happens to be a character who is clearly, who is actively struggling with depression or a game that is engaged directly with, with narratives about mental health, um, about struggling uh, versus the sort of allegorical, do you get it? This is like da, 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 da. That stuff yeah. always lands not only flat, but feels um, cheap is too weak of a word in some ways to me. Um, it, 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 not exploitative, but not cheap. Somewhere in the middle there, right? Um, uh, and and I, the reason I, I don't want to say exploitative is because I know that for a lot of folks, these are people who are themselves struggling with depression, struggling with suicidal ideation, who are writing, who are making a game to reflect that. 
Um, uh, I don't want to say that that's like, this is like people who, this is like, you know, neurotypical people who have decided to create stories about people who are suffering from depression or whatever, who are living with depression. Uh, I, I, I know for a fact that some of the people who make games about depression are just like, yeah, dog, it sucks in here. I got to make something. Um, but I, but it still ended up, it's frustrating to me the degree to which the field is filled with, with this particular model of independent game um and i don't mm, it's not frustrating you know what it's not frustrating that the field is filled people should make what they want to make what's frustrating is that there is not that i haven't seen a lot that has taken that same interest in other themes and topics even inside of the world of mental health in such a way that i feel like there is there is a a a, a real dearth of other content that that has the same sort of thematic weight that you that appears in other media forms, if that makes sense. Yeah, I've been feeling that too recently, where I also have anxiety and depression, and I've engaged with it in fiction, and it's been therapeutic, but there is a point where you just feel like, yeah, you don't want to tell people to not make work that's personal, but I always want to see someone take the next extra step to move beyond what is already out there into spaces that are new, taking ideas that you've seen and see now very often in sort of the 2020 indie game space and challenging themselves to take a step beyond that status quo. Right. And I, I am afraid, I, ha- I would love to see examples of games that people feel like do that. Totally. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me yeah. let me say my inbox, my DMs are open, as I said before. Yeah, totally. People can link me to shit that they think is interesting. I, I have no problem with someone being like, hey, uh, this seems like something up your alley. Do you want to check this out? Actually, just at me because that way if you're promoting something or if you want to, like people to see a game that you think is cool, people will see what I see it because that is how Twitter works now because Twitter is broken in this way. Um, but it is – it is so – it is so sh- – strange to me the way that this game specifically has changed from this thing to become more approachable in this particular way not just in terms of thematic content but in terms of mechanics and in terms of having the wrapper to pitch itself in this way that is about it's a it's about something now it's about good gun safety techniques and about depression and suicide um and i'm I'm just I mean, maybe this is maybe finally I'm becoming the old head I say I never want to become, but I do very much prefer. I mean, this isn't about old headness. This is about where my attention is spent and where what I see, right? Because I know that people are making. Because I could go play, you know. I, I for instance, I played Receiver Two instead of playing VHS 1996 or 1998. What is the name of that that horror game that just uh, came out? Um, uh, finally. Ah, uh, God, I forget what it's called, but it 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 just it just dropped like last week in a in a more finalized state than what it would had been in before, and it's like VHS 1986 just came out, um, and I haven't played this game. I maybe I should have played that instead of playing Receiver Two. Do you know what I mean? Maybe I, this maybe all I've done is reveal my own biases towards like I opened up Steam and saw the Receiver Two was out. One oh shit, I'm gonna buy that and play that instead of opening up Itch and and like going game to game and playing stuff there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. That's that's where my head is at here. As always, everything I say is provisional. Um. <laughs> but but and also I'm not saying people shouldn't check out Receiver Two. I'm probably gonna play more Receiver Two. I'm curious. 
I'm curious to learn more about the mind kill. I want to hear more about mind tech and the clear tape. Um, wow. I'm so. still sitting here reading the copy on this game, and I'm like, are they trying to bring the religious experience over the pole? Yeah. As it were. <laughs> like, okay, so the direct approach didn't work. Right. Uh, this time, yeah, yeah player gun safety game. Mm, totally. Maybe that's guns. the case. Work right? this slide. Don't worry about it. Totally. Fill that bag. <laughs> I mean, this this game also just has a lot more... This game has a, a lot more um, uh, gun facts. If you want to learn the history of the revolver and like gun the f- uh, there's like there's definitely just like early text in the game. It's like, listen, if you're going to buy a gun, buy a revolver. Don't you don't you do not need a semi-automatic pistol. You don't need one. Like you might think you're tactical. You don't need one. Um, what you need is a revolver. <laughs> Revolvers are safe. Er, revolvers are less prone to to having a, a bullet break yeah, inside of the chamber. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. And it's like this is just a page of text about the about why revolvers are are more consumer friendly than <laughs> semi automatic pistols, which have a particular use case for for you know uh, uh, military and police officers that you don't have at home. Um, and it's six just- months from now, though, you're going to be like, you know, the well ordered mind is a lot like a revolver. You know, modern <laughs> society tells us that we need all these accoutrements. We need to have uh, no, spring loaded magazines. This is maybe it is. Maybe I had the maybe I had the moment, which was like, you know, I always did like revolvers more. You know what? Maybe I, I don't want a gun, but if I was ever in a situation where I needed a gun. Maybe I could get a revolver. This is this is good stuff right here. This adds up to me. And of course, like all the shit, it's not stuff that I didn't already know because of being a gamer and and being a fan of movies and anime that like I thought revolvers were cool. We had this discussion last year with um that uh what is it Hunt? What's the second part of that Hunt Showdown? Hunt Showdown. That has like incredible revolvers. You know, like it just they they animate really cool. Uh, there's it's my brain is broken from from what the receiver said from media control. My brain's been poisoned. I'm being set up for the mind kill. Oh my god. It all comes full circle. It all comes full circle. Anyway, it's I'm happy that receiver two is out. I think it still does a lot of what receiver one did so well, which is I so I've been playing I've also been playing uh Valorant over the weekend. And Valorant is a game that compared to like, did you get a key? I left my. All right, (laughs) let me say the thing I'm going to say about Receiver and Valorant. Valorant is a game that takes its its uh its violence or not its violence, but it takes its guns more seriously than like a Call of Duty in terms of like arcadey feel versus it's it's scary to be shot at. It things happen very quickly. Guns are very deadly, Uh, Mm -hmm. and and Call of Duty moves pretty fast. So saying that comparison is like you know. That's something. Um, Receiver makes that game look like a child's toy (laughs) because of how scary it is to hear a gun go off. How did I get a key for Valorant? So, Kato, tell me everything you know about getting keys for Valorant. You don't. That's not true. (laughs) You watch Twitch, right? Yeah, you watch Twitch. Or now, at least. Uh, Yeah, now, the way to get a key for Valorant, which is Riot's... um, It's Riot's Counter-Strike. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, it's so... There's so um, many. You have to watch two there. hours of Valorant play, and then keep watching. Uh-huh. You need a minimum of two hours, and then you got to keep watching. And eventually, you'll get a drop. You have to watch a drop-enabled Twitch channel, right? Playing Valorant, and then you'll get a code. 
And what happened was, what had happened was, <laughs> my friend said they wanted to play Valorant. And I said, okay, cool. Let me look into getting a code. And then I said, I guess I'm going to watch a bunch of Valorant. Actually, what I said was, I'll just keep it on in the background. Uh-huh. And then I watched a bunch of Valorant, <laughs> which is prepping me for right. the mind kill. <laughs> they had to absolutely indoctrinate me with the methods of Valorant. Uh-huh. So by the time I played it, it's as if I had watched a tutorial composed for oh, me by watching shit. professional <laughs> Valorant players who are in tournaments already. This game isn't out yet. Um, but I left my computer on overnight. That didn't get it for me. The next day in the middle of the day, I think I watched for like 30 hours. But if uh-huh. you look at my Twitch stats, I watched a lot of Valorant last week. Um, it's It's... I'm I'm glad I I'm glad I played over the weekend uh, and last week because uh, I bet in a month I'll never be able to play that game again. Mm. <laughs> it's ex- or in a week, like it's Getting extremely there. that game uh-huh. of uh, like even Overwatch was that game for me within two months. So I imagine this game will be that in two weeks because it has both the Counter Strike stuff of um, very um, intense first first person shooting. Uh, needing to know the map extremely well, hearing people say that I'm being shot from heaven, which again, to me, sounds like the mind kill, um, uh, and not knowing what it means to be shot from heaven, um, and needing to be like, well, where's heaven at? Or yeah. having someone say, check the map, uh, check the map, I'm going to cover hookah. I open the map, and there's nothing on the map that says hookah. There's a place that says, like, you know, room two or whatever the fuck, but that's what we colloquially call hookah and a different one we call baths except the baths on the map it does say baths so baths is on the map hookah is not on the map but we decided to call it hookah instead of the name the thing is on the map and in the ui because question mark um anyway i've had a good time playing that game uh it is all of that stuff that counter-strike stuff plus some character ability stuff mm-hmm. um i did a lot of misusing character abilities and hurting my own team oh, no. i was playing this dude named phoenix who is cool uh, and he has the ability to throw like a flashbang around a corner magically, not an actual flashbang grenade, but like a ball of light. Mm-hmm. This whole thing snips between these fire powers, obviously. And he can be like, he can do like a Naruto or like a, he can do like the TN. It's like his Yamcha. Hmm. Not as good. Yeah. Wait. You know how Yamcha in Dragon like, Ball Z mm-hmm. can move a ball of energy around? Right. I'm only speaking to Kato here. I know. <laughs> um, it's that, except then you move it around a corner and it goes like, poof, and it, it blinds people. And then you roll around the corner with fake MP5s because that's the game this is. Uh, and you light them up. Except that for me, when I try to do it, instead of going around the corner, I would hit the corner like a Super Bowl, like throwing a ball or tennis ball against the wall. And then it would bounce back at us and blind my whole crew. And then they would run around the corner with MP <laughs> with fake MP5s and light us up. Um, we went two and two. We went, <laughs> we went, we went one and two. But one time we queued, and the other team didn't pick characters, and so they lost. They that match ended. I'm counting that as a win for me. They were shook. We went two and two. Oh, geez. um, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like I, I'm curious to see if Valorant does anything because right now I don't know that it's making waves in our corner of the world at all. But that also happened with Siege, right? I feel like Siege didn't necessarily come out to like a huge success and then now is a very, very successful esport and just game that people like. So I don't know. I'm going to keep playing. But I, I think maybe more importantly, I actually like watching Valorant, whereas I don't like watching Overwatch. 
Um, yeah. I was watching. Yeah. I found that also when I was watching over our Valorant the streams trying to get a key is that I just found it easier to follow. And then yeah. I would watch my friends play like a little bit that night and they had to talk to their strategy so much that yes. I just knew what they were doing. You and know what a good so... play looks like. Like I, yes. it is, it is really legible um, in a way that I, I'm sure if I watched Counter Strike, that would also be more legible. But like, mm-hmm. I got to play as Phoenix, a cool black British dude who's hot in this game. I don't get to do that in, in Counter Strike. I don't. My guns can get bling or whatever, but that's not the same thing. That's not the same thing. Anyway, people need the characters. I mean, I think this is why I latched onto Apex so much more. That totally. Than other battle royale games, it's just like I need the characters. I need you got to get me invested in some way. You want to show me I want to be that guy, you know? Right. And uh, you just you got to do it for me. Anyway, mm-hmm. Kata was saying something. Well, I was just gonna say that that's is that basically because it plays as slowly as Counter Strike does, where like because you're dead so quickly, you have to be extra careful with every corner that you round and all that. Like so, it's just kind of easier to follow than Overwatch, where everyone's moving at top speed all the time basically right i think that that's totally right um it it is it is a game where like the first thing that happened while i was like getting to start to play was someone in my crew was it was joel fowler actually formerly formerly of waypoint was like oh you're gonna want to turn your your um your mouse speed way down and like what do you mean down is this not is that true is that what you do in this i was like well if you have an 800 sign he was like if you have an 800 dpi mouse you're gonna want to be at point eight on the sensitivity is like 800 dpi i 800 i'm at 2500 all day i can't i gotta click the whole screen instantly i gotta da-da-da-da. and he's like no, no 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 this game all the pros have their shit set to 800 D, uh, dpi and to you know 0.6 on the in-game sensitivity me and natalie are out here being like i guess we gotta go down to point two. like i guess we gotta be <laughs> truly and i will say he was right i was way better after doing that um, uh, and it is a different feeling and it is what Gita, uh, just said too, that like, it, it just makes it just way more watchable. Um, yep. uh, but yeah, also watching. the abilities are, yeah. are pretty clear to watch in terms of like, I see a wall got put into place and they last for longer than something like an overwatch ability. Um, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes a, a really good overwatch play will take a split second. And yep. if you don't know how to make that, if you don't know as a viewer, how to read that situation you don't necessarily understand what you're seeing even but when my friend when i saw a clip of my friend put up a do a 1v1 where uh they're both sides teams are down to the last person that's a 1v1 uh and they were on defense and they were defending a spot um in in valorant as in counter-strike there's a team that's supposed to plant a bomb and a team that's supposed to stop the other team from planting a bomb uh my friend was defending a position I had hit, also hidden himself as the person went in and, and, and put the bomb in and then ran into like an alcove to hide. And my friend dropped the wall, walling that person into their alcove long enough for them to run to the bomb and start to defuse it. And to get through the wall, you have to shoot the wall. And what I didn't realize until I saw this clip was if you shoot the wall, there's a moment the second the wall breaks where you're probably out of rounds. You're probably out of bullets. And that's the moment where the person on the other side of the wall goes, I gotcha <laughs> and drops you. And that's like a beautiful play. Like it just played out really nicely in a way that was really exciting that I just don't get from watching 
something like Overwatch where the abilities are near constant, where I have a hard time understanding what a good shot even looks like necessarily. That isn't just yeah. like a good headshot or whatever. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, Valorant's out there now. Nice job. It's happening. It's happening. It's um, happening. I have one email we should read. I'm excited for it. You have emails. You can send them to gaming at vice.com. Hi, team. Just wanted to share my small experience with Edward James Olmos from a few years back. I had somehow gotten my crush to watch all of Battlestar Galactica that year, and coincidentally, Edward James Olmos was scheduled to speak at my college that spring. He spoke relatively genuinely about his cause, helping at-risk kids. Afterwards, the Battlestar Galactica dorks waited in line for a photo. My crush and I were towards the back of the line and waited patiently. It was our turn, and we stood on either side of him. He grabbed our heads with his two hand with his two hands, swished our heads to his, and said, "I love you guys." This took place in a college surrounded by farmland, 1.5 hours from a major airport in Michigan. It was weird, but he was nicer than you would expect in that situation. Love the show, Mike in Boston. And there's a photo here, which I'm going to try to share if I can, with with you on the call. Not I'm not Mike. I'm not sending your picture to everyone on the internet. Don't worry. Uh, but here, there it is. Here's Edward James almost, who Mike Aww. who Mike calls EJO, uh, which I don't know if, if EJO, if if that's a thing. Do people call Edward James almost EJO? What if I started an ELO cover band where we <laughs> change all the songs to be about Edward James almost? I love it. That yeah. sounds great to me. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Um uh. great. Uh I'm just checking to see if there's another I'm just going to read this one. This one comes in from Brian. Hold up. Did we all just forget that in Super Mario Run, when you defeat a very convincing Bowser in Castle 1-4, he turns into a Goomba before falling into lava? Is Bowser real? Brian. Brian, I don't know how to help you, bud. (laughs) Is Bowser real? Is Bowser real? Do you not remember? When we all no. played Super Mario Run, not. <laughs> and you defeat a very convincing Bowser in one four. I don't. I'm sorry, Brian. I wish I could tell you. I really wish I could. Unfortunately, Bowser, I mean, I wish I knew if Bowser is real now. I think we can say Bowser's spirit is real and walks among us. Like I think it's like the spirit. Metaphorically, Christmas. Bowser's very real. I see. What is the what is the what is the spirit of of Bowser's content? Like what what is it? How will I know when I am in the presence of the spirit of Bowser? Well, when there's a second set of footprints. It was Bowser? <laughs> it was Bowser. Was he? Bowser? Wait, wait. There's only one wait. that he was carrying you. You're saying yeah, when there's a yeah. second set, so it's like he's secretly <laughs> following me? Yeah. Yeah. But, but just, there's only one know. set he got bored for a little bit. Okay. And then he comes back. And he comes back. Okay, I see. <laughs> oh, my God. You got to watch out for the, like, shape and... Uh, you know, uh, length, gate length of the steps, though, because if it's really no, short, then you footprint. know that's just right. That, that's the fake Bowser Goomba. That's the fake, well. right? Okay. Yeah. Um. Here's the, a, the false, the false idol. <laughs> Bowser, the false idol. <laughs> Do uh, not worship the false outer idol Bowser. <laughs> what's the What's the Bowser religion get you in in uh, Civilization Six? Princesses. Oh, okay. That's, you know? You know, just generally. Just lots of monarchs, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah. That adds up. That uh, that adds up. Did you see the shit about the Mario movie the other week? Oh, about how it was secretly radical or something? Yeah, shit? did you not hear about yes. this? 
the secret <laughs> radical history of the Mario movie, they had to cut out two of the they had to cut out scenes because the Koopa brothers or whatever were secretly too subversive, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they, they're they the ones who helped overthrow Bowser? I have to find this. One second. I, this yeah. is, I just did a Twitter search for Koopa overthrow. That's not going to give me what I want. Um, God, what were they called? Uh, Spike the, and something? Yeah, Spike and Iggy. Obviously. Come on. No. Yeah, it's Spike really? and Iggy. It has to be Spike and Iggy, right? Spike and, I- and Iggy Koopa, right? Yeah, no, you're right. Am you're I right. right? You are. They, there they are, the human ones. That's the thing, is that <laughs> they're human, so I didn't think it was those those characters. And then, of course... Well, they're they're human in a, in a sense. I'm not, we're, we can't watch this five-minute video, but there's a video called... Um, uh, exploring Super Mario Bros. 1993 Extended Rough Cut Part 3 Koopa the Party Poopa uh, in which the fans uh, over at the SMB movie account on YouTube um, uh, talk about why there are sequences in that movie that have been removed um, in which Spike and Koopa the henchman, sorry, Spike and Iggy the henchman of, of uh, King Koopa um, slowly turn on their boss uh, after Mario and Luigi tell them that they're that was like, hey, you guys have kind of a shitty work situation, don't you? And they slowly become radicalized and then are secretly called the causes of the entire back half where the whole world re- uh, revolts against Koopa is all because of his workers rising up and doing a bad rap song in the nightclub sequence. Um, well, not sure that proves the case. It was cut due to radicalism, though. Well, Nintendo, you know, you never know. I don't know. It's hard to say. It might be the radical politics were tied to a rap sequence in a nightclub, and like, Hell yeah. one of those yeah. was it a convenient justification? Oh, or was- to be clear, it was not only. I was, there's two other things here. One is, one is. Uh, there are other sequences that also got cut. That like that whole arc got cut, probably because it was mediocre at best. Um, Two uh, is apparently the actual directors did have a radical bat. Like, I don't. Do you know anything about the two people who directed the Super Mario Brothers movie? They were a married couple that kind of. My understanding is stumbled into it, um, and had revolutionary leanings, um, and yeah, somehow Madison became was a musician and the original drummer for Sonic Youth. There you go. All right. <laughs> See. What? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway, also, 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 the other director was the co-creator of Max Headroom. So, like, the overlap, I think that the Super Mario Brothers 1993 film doesn't get the love it it deserves. That's all I'm saying. On that note, we should probably wrap up. <laughs> if you have questions, you can send them to gamingadvice.com. Oh, wait, sorry, that was not, that was not, okay. This this paragraph was that is not one of the directors. No, the two directors. Uh, sorry, who you, you were confused. You were confused, maybe by the fact that the one of the directors is the sister of a new wave artist. Was that was that what caught you? What what caught you? No, no, no. It's just like the description. This there's a paragraph here that I was reading that was about a different part about. I think that's the person who was involved in making this rap. Oh my god, that's worse. <laughs> You could have done bad. That, like, that makes it. That makes the fact that it's bad worse to me. Um, 
Yeah, Edson wrote the lyrics and beat, and the two actors uh, pitched the rap to the director. Gotcha. Also, uh, apparently, this one director directed this incredible Elvis Costello uh, accidents will happen video. Anyway, we're going to wrap this podcast up before I just fall down a Wikipedia <laughs> hole, which I'm doing as we speak. Thank you for joining us. If you have questions, you can send them to gamingadvice.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Kato? At A underscore Kato underscore Gita. At XOXO Gossip Gita. And Rob. At Rob Zachney. Um... As always, you can follow everything we do, twitter.com slash waypoint, waypoint.vice.com. Thank you to Bowen for letting us use the track, Miss You, of the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. We'll be back at the end of the week. We will be able to talk about another tactics game that we haven't talked about yet then, and all things will, will fall into context, finally. Uh, look forward to that. Until then, fuck capitalism. Go home. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So what happens if you try to scan things and skip ahead? Uh, that person that I read out loud, that is Spike's actor. Oh, wild. Put together that rap and pitched it to the director. Okay. And is also, a, was the drummer of... The original drummer of Sonic Youth, yeah. Wild. What a career. <laughs> God. Um... And it is not, of course, now the dump truck... Uh, arrives and starts banging dumpsters as loud yeah. as humanly possible. Yep. Uh, so let me just yeah, give me one moment to just pause here and recollect myself while that happens. Sounds good to me. Uh, Kato, if you can just make a note of mm -hmm. when this is all going down, because there's about to be several unpredictable booms in the background. <laughs> I hate Bring Mondays for this reason. Because well, this, this is also reason. the day the, the leaf blower guy shows up. Mm. <laughs> and I don't know, like, genuinely, I don't understand. Like, do those things actually save much labor compared to a push broom? I don't think they do. I don't think they do. They seem to take way longer. I don't think longer. they do either. They Give me a push broom. just to be, like, like a high-tech toy, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, like really energy inefficient. Yeah. Like, running those two-stroke motors. It's it's yeah. absurd. But it's like, buddy, just give me, give me a push broom. I will clear that walkway in five minutes. It'll be what fine. Are you, what are you doing to me here? <laughs> I believe that you would, Rob Zachney. If there's anyone that I would entrust with clearing my walkway, it's absolutely you. I had lots of chores growing up. <laughs> yeah? Lots of loathsome chores oh, that I, I remain weirdly good at. Yeah. Um, and one of them being, I, I don't know, you just get raised with so many bullshit suburban values. Yeah, uh, and that's even setting aside the classism uh, uh -huh. and, like, latent yeah. racism. Uh -huh. But, like, the...
notion that boy, you got a uh, there's grass growing in the cracks of your driveway. Man doesn't have a a driveway that has has grass growing in the cracks. You better clean that stuff out. Better clean that driveway. Hose it down. And so I'd be like, sure, this this totally makes sense. Taking an hour out of a Saturday morning to like brush yeah. oh. oh, yeah. and like, yeah, let me go comb my driveway yeah. and then hose out these cracks so that it can be pristine for our Pontiac 6000 to park <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. bleed oil. To bleed over. oil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, leak yeah. oil all across it. Now that, uh, that's a I good looking driveway. I need to have driveway. a great driveway for the car from 1986 that we inherited from my grandma and the Honda Civic. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I have like this inability to really, I, ha- I, I want to clean the floors, but I have been unable to. Because my dad cleans the floors in a really, really specific way that takes a really, really long time. So I haven't had the time or the specific tools that he requires to make it to do it properly. But and you don't have so to. so ingrained in me Ugh. that that's the Your dad's only floor game doesn't have to be yours. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is it? How, how like, is it, is it truly broke? Saw, you also, you have to, like, move all the furniture. Like, it's one of those things. You have to <laughs> so move all the furniture. So you have to clean the floor. Get, Underneath what, are you t- what are you doing over here? And then, <laughs> My daddy's so crazy. <laughs> no, it's just like I, um, the whole process of several hours of uh, sweeping, vacuuming yeah. in the cracks, and then getting all the baseboards, and then like honestly, oh, that's like, pretty I deep, live, deep cleaning. Every I don't every need clean to do that every clean. time. <laughs> Yeah. My dad does a deep exactly. clean the whole house every Sunday. It's not just like regular cleaning the floors. It's like he moves all the furniture out and like gets on wow. his hands and knees. <laughs> well, just so like moves them into the center of the room and then right. he has to get okay. right. Yeah. So I was told like I had to do like su- like Sunday dusting. And oh I hated that shit, like dusting off picture frames and like uh-huh. every surface. So my parents are inveterate tchotchke collectors. Oh, and boy. so it was just this endless process of like Oh, I, I better open the curio oh, cabinet because for a while my God. parents had a curio cabinet. Of so I have to open the curio cabinet with all this like just abject trash in it and like <laughs> clean that shit. And like the whole thing was a con because once I moved out of the house, do you know how many of these chores regularly oh, got done? Of after course. I left? No, 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 no. But that's not the thing, right? Like it's like. I grew up for there was a time when my dad owned uh, like a hip hop clothing store, like a number of them in South Jersey. That was like growing up where I worked was Walker's Jean Warehouse. This is not a story I've told very often. Um, uh, and that rocks uh, it, it rocked. It was good. Uh, now, yeah, that that is not open anymore. Uh, <laughs> shout out to my dad for employing me and many other people. Uh, during that that era, trying to sell lots of FUBU jeans, um, the world needed the, South Jersey needed FUBU. Like honestly, South, Jersey South Pole did needed. Need FUBU, uh, Weirdly, uh, so South, did Northwest Indiana. Needed, yeah, I bet, I bet. Sadly, I think the business prospects there were not as good uh, as Atlantic City. Um, anyway, for me, it was doing like working there at a very young age uh, and being told that like there was always something to do in the store. If you need to, you know, dust racks, move racks around, yeah. button jeans, like pull jeans off the shelf, but make sure that they've been buttoned and then reshelve them. Mm-hmm. And that was on top of yep. three times a day inventory. Um, <laughs> we did counts, which was literally 
anything that was over $5 in the store, which was most of the store, had to be counted three times a day. So it's like... That's fucking craziness. This is 100%, (laughs) like 100% what we did every day, three times a day, like morning, noon, and night, basically. Yeah, it was just a god of loss prevention. 100%. Well, the margins weren't there. Like, like, my dad is listening to this. I love my dad. Uh, my dad taking this risk inspired me to recently take the risk of going to focus on friends at the table full time. Like I, oh. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it without his, his like, uh, uh, you know, encouragement, uh, and model. Um, uh, because the, the message here is not don't follow your dreams because it turns out that eventually a larger business that has bigger capital will come in and shut down all local <laughs> small businesses after the small businesses proved that there is an, uh, you know, an audience or a, or a market for the thing in the location, mm-hmm. uh, which is what happened to Walker's Gene Warehouse is, is the national players showed, showed up and they had real money. Um, uh, the, the point is uh, it was still very fun to do for those years. And he felt fulfilled during those years. Uh, and so for me, that was the model was like, there's, you're right. It was loss prevention King because you needed every pair of pants to sell. <laughs> Otherwise the bills wouldn't get paid. One day I will write a, a story or write a, a collection of all of the weird characters who came in and out of the, the Atlantic city mall to buy jeans and, and also all the people who worked there. I have a, I have a list. It's, it was a good time, but it was nice. also, it is also a very particular model of work ethic showing yeah, up I, to a mall at 930 to count all the jeans. You know? <laughs> See, I hear like there's always something to do and I almost have a stroke because yeah. uh, that shitty golf course I worked at, like the one time it got screamed at by the embittered uh, pro who also ran the pro shop, uh, because every, go- every, go- like, every country club has the pro and oftentimes this character is someone who was like good enough to almost get like into the pga tour but like not anywhere near good enough to actually compete there and so Uh they they end up teaching golf lessons uh rather than playing golf uh and the guy was just kind of a bitter asshole but uh there was a day where i was on the um you know you have to check people in as they make their tea times and Uh uh go play the course and you sit there in a shack and you just be like, okay, you're so-and-so, you get the 1045, sure, uh, you know, have a great round. I was there as a, and it was just pouring rain, just downpour, like nobody's going to play in this shit. Um, and there's literally nothing to do. Like, I'm the shack guy, and there is nothing to do, so I just start reading a book. Uh, and then when the, and this, this was my mistake, as the rain let up, but it was still pretty heavy... <laughs> I went out to the driving range and started just hammering some balls down the uh, d- down the driving range. Uh, I had a mighty swing back then. And they, this was my mistake. The guy sees me do it and comes out and just chews me out. He's like, I'm not paying you to you know shoot ball. Like, not taking you to take strokes on the driving range. Uh, there's always, you know, I was like, there's nothing to do. And that's when he gives me the, there's always something you can do. Right, right, right. If you look, look around, have you really done everything there is to do around this place? And the answer was yes. Like everything that remained was an outdoor <laughs> task, right? Like what right. was saying to go clean the golf carts in the pouring rain? Like God's doing that, buddy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was just one of those things where it was like made to feel very small by yep. just a guy who I think felt small a lot of times. And was just like looking to pass that on. Say, but the yeah. whole ethos Pay it drove forward. Me. I had yeah. a small business tyrant manager like that one time when I was working uh, 
like this man was directly responsible for me quitting he had this like obsession with like nurturing the like mostly young female clientele there into like molding them into like taking over as the new management class at Bon Appetit the restaurant company that we worked for yeah (laughs) yeah this was different Bon Appetit (laughs) different Bon Appetit this is Bon Appetit restaurant company not Bon Appetit the really charming series of YouTube videos um (laughs) and also food magazine well I mean that's how people think of it now I guess I know know. I'm not yeah we're not yeah I, I was just surprising myself that I, that's how I defined it. Fair. Um, Ella is so loving the fact that I'm just sitting here with my length of my arm like on her body. She's happier than I've seen her in a long time. Um, anyway, I yeah, there's this guy who was my direct manager. And the company had put him in this like fucked up gauntlet with another manager because like they both had complementary strengths and weaknesses. So. They were trying to see which one would do a better job and that other one would get promoted to replace a guy that was uh, like on the way to retire in a couple Uh. of years. It was like some real like cutthroat management style shit for the cafe in the basement of the Art Institute of Chicago. Oh, shit. I was a cashier there. It was wild. And so eventually I got moved into back of house stuff because I was just like better. Like I knew how to use Adobe InDesign. Basically, that was why. <laughs> and Sometimes so, that's the edge you need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got a, a very small raise that brought me above minimum wage at least. And I uh, didn't have to wear the dumb uniform that they made me wear. But like this guy, I ended up having to share an office with one of those guys that was like the way more like mean unnecessarily mean of the two but he was like more organized than the nice manager that knew how to deal with (sighs) everyone's emotions so he absolutely was like necessary to the process because the other one would just forget shit all the time but this guy had like a total like inflated sense of self like really really saw like Oh, man. He was like a real wife guy also before we all knew what that was. But it was always like my everyday Back he had a story was about. Yeah. He had a story about how much he loved his wife. And it was sweet, but also like basically all his only personality trait. Anyway, right. one day I just remember uh, really everyone in this like in the store was just sick of his shit that day for whatever reason. He had like just been a real bitch ass the next day for no reason. He was like a if you've got time to lean, you got time to clean kind of mm-hmm. kind of dude. Just like absolutely cruel for no reason. And he came in and he would like look like he was feeling so fucking proud of himself and like looking like he felt really slick. And we comes closer and I realized that he does not know that he's wearing a pair of silk pajamas as a suit. What? What do you what do you what do you mean he didn't know? He didn't How didn't he know? No. He how didn't he loved, know? He loved how it felt on him. He was like, it's so silky. And we were like, it's because they are pajamas. My Isn't man. this a Seinfeld uh, episode? <laughs> that yeah. Uh-huh. That's how it feels. That feels we, like Yeah. I were they so one. fancy they looked like a suit? They, they were like they had like a thin pinstripe on them and they had a collar and like the hem of <sighs> them were like cuffed. But they were like a very thin material. Oh, don't love it. Think that this is a bad idea to. And he just fucking didn't know. Maybe he, <laughs> he had to be convinced. Were they mm. a gift? He was. He must have been in the pajama My department. Wife gave oh. me these. The suit. The suit. Oh man, the wife. Oh. The wi- 
that maybe that's the through line. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, I can I can see it. She thought these pajamas will make him feel like a big man. Wear these, you dumb codependent piece of shit. Go to the (laughs) office dressed like this. Oh, I love how you look in your suit, sweetie. (laughs) Wear this. Oh my god, that would be great. I like that scenario better. Than <laughs> so the wait, the scenario one. you're <laughs> suggesting is that she's sabotaging him by buying him nice things. Oh, oh yeah, my he, camera. she knows he's off to battle in, in middle man in in lower management Thunderdome. Yeah, right, that's true. true. That is true. Well, let me fix this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no source selected. Yeah, my Wonderful camera view. fell because of how precarious. I have it stretched to its. I moved stuff around and stretched it further this week, and. In the process, had to put it on top of a like a cardboard box to give it the height it needs. But we now are, it's across my see, desk. See, this is just America in the age of COVID. We this are is. just truly We're, all struggling fine. like this. It's this fine. is like right, this is our reality. Truly. What are you holding up? I think you're demonstrating our reality with like is that a is that uh, a manga? I'm no, that's a phone. giant <laughs> phone. Oh, it's adorable. Um, it's my iPhone. But the dumpster is gone now. The, the dump truck is gone. So, uh, Kyle, I mean, that was pick some quality podcasting. Right yeah. So. Oh, yeah. That's All going right. somewhere. I'll figure it out. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, Gears Tactics is a, you know, it's kind of. That, that, uh, it's a, you can say GOT now. There goes my camera again. This is a good setup. Oh, this is good. Continue. I'll fix this again. Uh, so, I have. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, we got it. I got it. I'm good. <clears throat> this setup is terrible. This is why I haven't had a camera for months. <laughs> I'm Gita. You gotta, you gotta get some uh, <laughs> tape involved. That, that was the box falling. That was not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is just not gonna work. This is gonna be a tight show. Uh-huh. Uh, but I need to show you something. Honestly, though, I, people will love this shit. <laughs> I'm not sure they will. No, I actually don't think that they will. This? I think that there's a I think there's a breaking point if I'm being 100% honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Historically there has been. Ugh, All right, okay. but hold on. I'm trying. I was not talking. My camera fell. That's not Yeah, no. No, okay. this is this is on me, but I just there's too perfect an image. Uh this is a socialist house and uh Mina has joined the revolution. What's what am I looking at? Uh podcast and streaming. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, channel. Oh. <laughs> perfect. She's good. got her little red rose. She's got a rose. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. All right. Good. Okay, we're good. So, but so, like, I am. Not as good is as it when. Is just Austin? I think so. Okay. What? Okay. What's, well, what's at just least me? it's just Austin. So I thought it was going to be me. Good what's just me? I was me? worried. I didn't know where I was going. What's up? <laughs> uh, screenshot that. <laughs> Yep. Okay. You can. Oh, okay. We, this I is heard a fucking you talk. Pod. Yeah. A little bit, but you know what? I feel like it's very honest. We're being really <laughs> vulnerable right now. Technology. That's who we are is great. Oh, yep. Hello, it always Ella. works. Hello, hello, hello. So cute. Yeah. She wanted to sit in my lap. Oh, Ella wants to sit in my lap. <laughs> Well, I hope so he's okay. Teaching, <laughs> yeah, I've been teaching Mina to be quiet. How's it? Been, how's it going? Uh, it seems to have taken one day to get her to stop barking. 
Um, That's unusual. So unless your dog's a genius, I am very surprised. She might we be. just hadn't we hadn't created a command for it. Uh oh. Yeah. Did we lose Gita? No, I'm here. Okay. Barely. Oh, <laughs> you're barely here. Yeah, I'm the, barely, the same thing almost happened. Fucky. Hello. Um, uh, I'm I might... on the phone for a second. My, I, hey. It was very weird because I heard you talking about losing me before I was lo- lost on my side. What? Like, Wild. I was still connected. And you're like, is it just us? Is Austin the only one frozen? And I was like, I'm right here. What are you talking about? <laughs> you got stuck in a real classic, like, end of the movie freeze frame. Perfect. <laughs> Mid-speech. Good. It was really good. Um, yeah. If I'm barely I here, I might hang up and <laughs> return onto the 5G. I might connect to the 5G, is what I'm saying. Because I didn't realize I was not on the 5G. Well, you're, you're, you're better now. Like, okay. You just had a real slow I would prefer not to... Hang up. So if it's fine yeah, now, then I'll going. just I'll just keep going. Yeah. But yeah. No, so we. Uh, oh, I think I'm gonna be back now too. One second. I'm gonna switch back. He's we, gonna switch um, back. Yeah. We've got a big canister of cheese treats. Um, uh-huh. and we just tell her, uh, you know, when she barks. Now we just say quiet, and then she doesn't bark twice. So like when she barks once, we we give the command, and then she's quiet. And then we give her a treat, and she does. She stops. She's she just remains silent. Um, she connects the logic on that one really quickly, really quickly. And then she started playing us a oh. little bit, uh, <laughs> where she started doing like little like uh, you know little testing boofs, and <laughs> like she got a lot of cheese that way. Mm. Um, yeah, but it, but it drove home the lesson, right? Like she definitely figured out that, like, hey, when I stop doing this thing, they give me cheese. They prefer it if I don't do this thing. Is uh-huh. where she's ended up. She's kind of just always looking or, out for the cheese at this point. Yeah, I was gonna say, is she preferring that? Does she did she figure out it's do it once and then stop? <laughs> get the cheese. no. She's yeah. like she hasn't. She's like she would get herself really worked up where she would just okay. be barking for like 20 30 minutes um oh, damn. and increasingly like wound up so that that hasn't happened since we started doing this so hopefully That's um good. hopefully That's we awesome. get lucky here and she she is just eminently teachable it's great um, it's great news austin you'll enjoy this that image. expression great incredible is... incredible <laughs> love to see it She's just look at how happy she look is. Look at how right now. she is so happy right now. That entire face is scrunched. Perfect, adorable. Okay. Awesome. Ideal. Did you, restart your, did you have to restart your recording? Are you still? No, you no, still no I just lost internet. Okay, I'm good. Uh, um, so I can pick it back up. I can pick it back up. Yeah. Um. Quiet. Good girl. Okay. No. Wow. It worked. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. I think it's finally my week for turnips. Oh yeah, what what, what are you at? Uh, today I was eighty. Mine and then I... Today was eighty four, but I also have an eighty four percent of a large spike according to the turnip profit. Four percent. What is the what is the turnip profit profit site again? Turnip turnip profit dot io. Gotcha. I wonder. You might need this slash index. I don't know if it. Let's see. Turnip prices. 93 bells this morning. 
That's your maximum. Eight percent chance on this large spike. That's bigger <laughs> than any of my other chances, honestly. That's good. That's something. Yeah. I think it's gonna happen. We'll see. Hell yeah. My large spike lit my large spike like ceiling is six forty two. Damn. Um, so like it could be it could be good. <laughs> we could have a good week. Fuck. I only bought one I only bought one brick of, of turnips. Um, <laughs> one brick? Brick? Yeah, that's what I call the hole. The I've hole said, when you fill your inventory is a brick. Is yeah. a brick? Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. I only um, bought one. I only bought one. One. And brick. so yeah, one brick. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> um. And so I'm. I'm. But but still, if I could provide a place for all of my friends to come through and flip for six hundred plus, that's, that would make mm, me even happier. Amazing. In a real way than <laughs> having. 600 you know what i mean yeah yeah i don't want to make the money i want to share the money that's that's right. always been the dream right because um, you could you could just go on you could find somebody else with 600 yeah i'll, I'll flip every week. 600 like i do exactly. it every week it's how i pay it off all it's my still shit. exciting to get it on your island because you're like all right yes. everyone come through let's go yeah come through <laughs> i listen i just finished my house my house looks dope as shit right shit. now hell yeah so wait you got upstairs and downstairs oh i got upstairs and downstairs paid off son it's we good and Holy i got it all shit. it's a whole i gave a walking <laughs> tour yesterday oh good great you're it's like the haunted museum but different what it's <laughs> amazing wild. i have I still, a whole carnal barker to, bit it's yeah. Finish paying off my third my third room. I haven't gotten I haven't gone vertical yet. Next week, uh, I think. After I get these after I flip these turnips. <laughs> Welcome Hello. back. Hello. Hi. We need to wait a minute so I can get afternoon prices. Ah, uh, of course. Here we go. Let's Ooh. see. I've plugged the shit in. Uh what do we got? What yes. Do we got? Yes, of course. Turnip prices. 93 to 133. Oh, shit. Looking like it's going to be a good week. <laughs> oh, shit. Sounds good. Sounds like good. it might be a good week oh, over here. No. Oh, oh, but wait. No. This is now saying I might get an early strike. Hmm. <laughs> Tomorrow might be a big day. <laughs> uh, this is an interesting chart. I've never seen a chart like this. I'm going to make sure that I put the first one. I've never heard of an early spike pattern. This is a weird looking spike pattern that it's suggesting for me. Um, What is it? Does it say large spike still? It does still. Well, I mean, it's yeah, it says large spike 60%. It just jumped from 8% to 60%. Yeah, that's a good shit. (laughs) That's a good shit. Oh, no, I went down 80. It's going to follow one of those lines. Um, it is going to, no, that's the range of possibility still okay, is within okay. the green. Um, uh, I'll show you the actual like numbers. Yeah. In so a like second. this is either the highest it will be, or there's going to be a huge spike on yeah. Tuesday. That is what it looks like. Or it could be a smaller spike on Tuesday. Theoretically, like these are ranges, yeah. right? right. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but here's like a taste of what these numbers look like, Rob. Um, it looks like waiting till Tuesday will still be worth it. Oh, no. Yeah, I I think no matter what Tuesday looks like it's going to be. My potential, my guaranteed minimum, if the spike is right, is 214. So, <laughs> and my guaranteed minimum all week is 97. So that's yeah. what I bought at. It doesn't matter. We're good. Yeah. At least we'll get to my next spot. Man, this right. is crazy. This is actual uh-huh. business. I feel so <laughs> like I'm doing business right go. now. 
Yeah. Numbers. I think there's it's I think this conversation I think the conversation around this stuff has gotten really interesting because I had a good conversation with Mo, um uh one of the mods uh for for Waypoint, um who I think understandably f- feels a sense of not just FOMO but like um put off by the degree to which the conversation has become turnip prices, nookazon, which I've dealt with. I dealt with some nookazon stuff this weekend. I, I bought two um, wallpapers from people on nookazon. Hmm. Let me tell you, I had two really good experiences with nice. the people who had the stuff I wanted. And then I had two people who were role-playing way too hard mm. and trying to, like, they're like, this is going to be my fucking uncut gems. Like, I have the cool <laughs> wallpaper and I'm going to try to raise the price on. I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm going to talk to the person over here. She has a near automata reference in her status. She has her name on Discord. I'm not giving you the full numbers because that won't, you can't, that'll mean people can find this person. But her name was the waifu on Discord, <laughs> which was not, that's not, I didn't make that. I had to deal with the waifu to get uh-huh. the wallpapers I needed to complete my house. Uh-huh. And it turned out that she was very nice and liked JRPGs. And we had talked about JRPGs for like five minutes I was like, oh, yeah, cool, Near Automata, what, you know, cool video games. And she was like, here, what, you, what do you want to pay me for this wallpaper? And I was like, do you want, is there a wallpaper you want? We did a swap, and that was really nice. Um, That's nice. But that doesn't filter out, right? Those conversations mm. that I had with her, and then I had another, another really good interaction with someone who was trying to trade some stuff, those sort of like barter exchanges don't filter out. What filters out is, look at this turnip chart. What filters <laughs> out is, like, it's called Nookazon. Nookazon, it's, right. <clears throat> it's made to look like Amazon. And I don't know if the people who run it have aspirations of, of running a digital marketplace per se, but they certainly want to play the game and be in that mm-hmm. mode. Um, and I, I do think that the, I, I've seen, I've seen like a backlash to that element of animal crossings online culture. And I get where it comes from, but I also, it's also weird because it doesn't map to the way I play or to the people who I know who are engaging are actually yeah. playing or like there's a degree of role play to like, oh, I'm going to get these fucking, I can't wait to get these turnip numbers. Mm. And that's like, yeah, we're all putting on a hat here. But really yeah. what I'm excited about still is like decorating my house in a dope way. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. This is just a means to that end. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I understand why the sort of cutesy wootsiness of Animal Crossing turns people off and the way that the fandom leans into that sort of cutesy wootsiness. It's well, it's just, not even, the stuff that I'm seeing isn't the cute. People, the people I'm seeing are mad that there isn't more cutesy wootsiness and are actually mad about the – or not mad, are put off by – mad is way too strong. I, I'll take that back. Uh, are, are put off by the sort of like breakneck pace people are playing through the game, optimization. Yeah. What they want yeah. is something – what they feel is like, oh, I came here for something chill, but everyone else is like – so obsessed with turnip prices. And I get that you feel that way because we do a podcast where every week we jo- joke about turnip prices, but that's because I my masterpiece house wasn't done yet and I couldn't talk about all the great decorating I did. Um, <laughs> or it's really because it's like it feels like a better bit to talk about that stuff um, uh, than it does to talk about like, you know, how excited I am to, to uh, you know, have a little part of my town that's made to look like a little park, you know? Um, yeah. That stuff yeah. is, is, it's tough to, to, to. I'm making to... a little kids fair area, like a little nice. fairground. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to put a bunch of stalls in there. I have to get a bunch of different items to put at the stalls. I'm still figuring it out, but I just, is... I put one of the stalls down and I was like, okay, I know oh, exactly shit. what this is now. I can see now. it. Yes, totally. Yeah. That feeling is I love is that fantastic. moment. Yeah. That feeling is fantastic. Um, so yeah, I just, I just, that's all. That's those are the thoughts bouncing around my head. I had another point, but I've lost it. In any case, 
we're back. That explains things. Yeah, right. Uh -huh. I also started getting a lot of crashes on that that evening, on Friday evening when I was playing Civ, Civ Six in The Sims. So like, all three of the things that were fucking with my computer, making it crash, had to do with using the video card. Uh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. And then, yeah, it just stopped like actually turning on on Saturday, which was the coolest. <laughs> I loved that. And then Jason biked to the vice office and got my laptop for me. What? Holy He's shit. so nice. <laughs> He's, He's so also nice. desperate for justifiable reasons to go cycling. To go, yeah. yeah. Uh, fair. <laughs> I mean, fair. Yeah, honestly, fair? honestly. Anybody want me to go? I'm sure going, I might be going out. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to make him cookies and then I went for a long walk and got tired. <laughs> fair. <laughs> you know. The next long walk you take intersect with one of his cycling paths. Then I'll and, just leave and cookies do in a hand, for uh, him. Could do, yeah, exactly. Do a, do a dead, dead drop. drop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll uh -huh. dead drop him some cookies. Yeah. You can geocache some cookies. <laughs> One second. If this computer gives me any trouble at all, that would be. I will kill yeah. again. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. It's over. <laughs> I think you should be fine. Those like standard issue laptops are pretty. Yeah, boring. they're just they're, yeah. They're regular. You have the local recording stuff all. Set up and good to go. Man, I'm fucking recording on GarageBand. It's fine. Okay. It <laughs> all right. It works. Um, all right. Can we time dot is? Oh my god, we so can. Please. It is lookalike day. <laughs> Actually, type time dot ish. Is it lookalike day or is it four twenty, Austin? It's apparently I mean, look-alike day. <laughs> it is 420, but... Excuse me? Time.is tells me it's look-alike day. I'm crying, man. I like the overlap. Honestly, I'm happy with the overlap. <laughs> look-alike day? What do you do on that day? What is the purpose of that day? You dress day? up like Ella. your favorite celebrity. Oh, says, oh I see. Says... RepublicWorld.com. Republic World? <laughs> and has RepublicWorld.com, classic news source. Wow. And has this great, great lookalike of Jimmy Fallon and a guy. <laughs> I don't know who this other guy is. A guy that looks like Jimmy Fallon? Or wait, another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think Jimmy Fallon is doing a lookalike. Wow. This is Chris well, Anderson. I don't know I'm, who that is. I'm sorry to that man. I'm just, Ella wants to see uh -huh. Don't you yeah. scared of the laptop? Okay. There we go. I think he's a local news guy. He's a New England news guy. He looks Rob, like you should a know guy. this guy. He's a Solve It 7 investigator at 7 News. Are you sure the thing is that they're just both white? Like, I I think that might just be it. They're white and from New England. <laughs> is Jimmy Fallon from New England? Where's Jimmy I, Fallon I from? I feel like he is. Seth I Myers could be wrong, though. England, right? Say that again, Rob? Seth Myers. Seth Myers is from New England. Oh, I can. Yeah. I, I really where. feel it on Seth Myers. I, I feel like Jimmy Fallon has Fallon big is. Los Angeles energy. Just yeah. the name Seth no. Myers. Bay He's Ridge. from Brooklyn. <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> His father was in doo-wop groups, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I hate this dude. <laughs> 
Fallon has <laughs> described his childhood as idyllic. Mm-hmm. While his parents have been described was. as overprotective. Uh-huh. Of course it was. Like, imagine how secure you had to feel to be by far the shittiest cast member on SNL. Uh-huh. Just routinely fucking up sketches on live TV. Uh-huh. And being like, it's cute. People will uh-huh. love it. People well, love not it. Not even that, but like imagine the level of confidence you have to have and like the la- absolute lack of self awareness to do musical comedy is your thing. <laughs> oh God, I feel like I feel like that could be an, a, a great deal of enthusiasm overcoming your lo- your lack of self confidence. That's in the musical theater. The musical theater folks I know are people who struggled with self confidence and found a solution by putting on tights. And learning how to sing better and finding a yeah, vector. It's like you know? the cosplay exercise of like when you when you go to an anime convention and you're a teenager and you're cosplaying, what you're doing is trying on being sexy. Just for a weekend. Right. Right. You want to figure right. it out, you know? <laughs> Just want to see what it's like. Yes. No, I went to those anime conventions. Yep. I didn't like it. I was like, no, no more of this feeling sexy shit. I'm done with this. Don't try to approach me. I learned a lot about my my own sexuality in terms of what I disliked seeing at anime conventions. Yeah, fair. <laughs> the fair. kinds of papers where I was like, that woman is beautiful, but she's so loud. <laughs> Don't want that right now. No, I need a lower volume. <laughs> <laughs> and that woman was my girlfriend. <laughs> God, all right. Uh, the, we should the we should giddy clap. energy I was talking about. Uh-huh. It's fucking here, man. Mm-hmm. Never doubt let's, me again. Okay, let's let's, uh, let's do top of the minute. It's a lot of time. I gave just too much time. It's okay. All right. Uh, Kato, is this number three oh eight? Yeah, random okay. money. Got that. Got that right. Got that. It was off on my notes, money. but that made me realize it, it was probably like wrong. As I fixed <laughs> it, it's fine. Fine. All right. 